Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to get underway. Everyone can find their seats and remember to enjoy the show. Thank you. That's that's beautiful Dan Joplin singing with the nice little choir boy voice. Castrati! <laughs> you have to do what I say. <laughs> oh my god. And that is Chase Cummins over there. Well, hi guys. Hi. 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 <laughs> and I don't have an impression of that's Trisha Mill yet. <laughs> I'll I'll do my little choir boy voice. Oh, he's such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Um, so this is a uh, movie review podcast that uh, me and my two friends have decided to uh, start, and we continue, and we and we still do it to this day, and we try to improve, and we try to talk to you about movies and what we like about them and what we don't, just go through the whole thing and have a good old time. And uh, King Caboodle, we're gonna talk a little bit about. Some things that we've watched lately. I know I'm excited. To, I watched some things that I'm very happy about. Have you guys seen anything at all of any? Yes. <laughs> Always, um, Chase. Chase's like, yes, I have. I've seen 20 things. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a podcast about what I watched this week. <laughs> That's two hours. <laughs> Your night gone. <laughs> watched City Slickers. Hadn't seen that in a long time. City oh. Slickers. I don't even know the last time. Like, I feel like I've seen that movie one time, and it was a long, like, childhood. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, fu- I fucking love that movie, dude. Uh, <laughs> I loved that movie uh, when I was growing up. Very funny. Don't remember many things about it, though. I don't remember so much. I don't remember any of it. It's, I remember that's it's, a movie. It's like a re-coming of age. <laughs> <laughs> I do need to go back and watch from, it. From, like, shit bags? <laughs> like, people well, turn to shit? Yeah, no, no he's not, he's not shit bag. He, he's just, like, impotent little. He's just, like, little, meh, I'm just, I don't need to do anything. I'm old, Billy Kimmel, Billy Crystal, I'm a Jew and stuff. I just want to hang out with my family. And she's his wife's like, you need to go do shit. Like, you're <laughs> becoming a pussy. Uh, and then he's like, oh, okay. What well, movie am I thinking of? I'm not even. I don't think I've ever seen City Slickers. <laughs> what? <laughs> you never watched it? No, I don't think so. I definitely <laughs> remember the premise. Yeah, I, it's I, Billy Crystal and Daniel Stern. Um, he was the the other burglar okay. from Home Alone. Yeah. Um, and God, what's the other guy's name? Like Gino something. Oh, uh, I don't remember. Fucking, yeah, the the other guy. He's an Italian guy that was in a bunch of shit in the like. 1800s early yeah in the 1800s uh in the early 1800s that's sick fun yeah (laughs) yeah i I was thinking of like that vince vaughn movie where he's a dick in vegas or some shit that is um, that that is um with john favreau yeah yeah uh 
God damn it. Now I'm just thinking of slickers and city slickers, and it, it's not it's, that. It's something, it's something like that, though. Slick, um, the soul um, slick rickers. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't know it's why. It's not slackers. It's uh, it's city slickers. Oh, my God. <laughs> City now, slonkers. Now it's we're gonna have long to edit this. No, we're it's not. It's long diddy slags. I mean, now we are. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna find out. So there's a movie that I, I've seen. That movie, and I don't care about that one either. Um, but I haven't seen City Slickers. So I don't know what I'm talking about. It's swingers. Yeah, swingers. City Swingers. Swingers. <laughs> Slingers. Sling Dingers Five. But anyway, Sling let's dingers. not talk about Swingers. <laughs> I watched Chef last week. Um, that John Favreau movie, mm-hmm. which is actually very charming. <laughs> okay, what? Well, how is? How? What's? What's up with it? Have you not seen it? No. Have you never saw Chef? Oh, well, it's like you about, just watched it. <laughs> it's been out for years. Well, everybody told me to watch it. I, I've been putting it off. I know. Don't give me shit. <laughs> what? You haven't seen it? it? it I just it looked watched a little. It. it looked a little like get corny. It. Just, just. Yeah, fucking food. It's the food truck one, right? Yeah, exactly. It's feel yeah, good. It, it's conflict is resolved by the middle of the movie, and then it's just montage. Dan, Dan, is, Dan is shaking his head. I watched uh, I watched Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. I hadn't actually see, watched that before. I just watched an Alec Baldwin episode because my friend recommended it to me. And I was like, did you recommend this to me? Because, for one, they talk about, like, the people waiting on the showbiz commission to come and get you like, Oh yeah, I'm super talented, but I don't know what to do with my stuff. So I just, I just, I'm waiting for somebody to call and be like, Hey, this is the showbiz commission. I was like, did you tell me to watch it because of that? Or did you tell me to watch it because of the irony of Alec Baldwin talking about how much love and affection he pours over his children while simultaneously there also being a recording of a voicemail where he calls his daughter like a little fucking piggy and like fucking disgusting and like that he she's a fucking piece of shit um because both are pretty funny reasons hilarious i did not think of either of those things and that's fantastic the alec baldwin thing uh i i think it's that's so funny i didn't tell you to watch that for either of those reasons yeah, but uh, but yeah, those are both funny things. Uh, yeah, like Alec Baldwin, he's like, oh my god, my my children, I just, I, it, it's it's insane how much love I pour over them and how much affection, blah blah. And it's like, dude, that shit's on YouTube, man. Yeah, but it sounds like we can like, still hear that. It sounds, it, but I've listened to it and it just sounds like a a mad dad. It like, it my is, dad but it's also but so it's, much worse shit to me. <laughs> I mean, it, it is, but it's also just like, hey, dad. Yeah, dude, you're Alec you, Baldwin, so you can't leave that voicemail, bro. Like, you can't do that, and yeah, but like, expect that to not go everywhere. Well, it was leaked <laughs> maliciously, and, and like by Kim Kim Basinger, I want to say, I think that's the prevailing theory that she leaked it because she knew it made him look bad. How is he supposed to yeah. live his life, Dan? I don't know. He just. Um, I, I think it's just yeah, a, like, yeah, 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 yeah. a dad who got frustrated and said some shit he probably shouldn't have said to his adult daughter. No, she was twelve. What? <laughs> I yeah. thought she was eighteen. No, he was. She's fucking oh, that twelve. That changes everything. <laughs> she, he says in the thing, he's like, "I don't care if you're twelve or eleven or whatever. You're like, you're I don't like it, when somebody calls you, you pick up the phone. You oh. pick up the fucking phone. Yeah, it's like, whoa, dude." <laughs> Oh yeah, all right. Forgot, didn't realize she was twelve. Just yeah. like heard him being angry to his daughter, and I was like, "Oh, it's just a dad." I mean, it's just oh, a dad mind. talking to his twelve-year-old guys. Uh, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, I watched Misery for the first time. Uh, Fuck yeah. Have you seen Misery, Dan? I have, Mr. Man. I have. Yeah, I think I'm the only one on the planet who hasn't seen it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I literally have known about it ever since I feel like I love the 70s or I love the 80s. I don't what, what year did that movie come out? I don't even know. It was an 80s movie, but I could be wrong. The reason why I love that movie is now that every time I see Kathy Bates, I'm just going to imagine her getting hit over the head with a typewriter. <laughs> and literally this scene, the, you know, the end scene where they're fighting – and he uh, he like hits her somewhere. I can't remember exactly. Trips her or something, and she fucking hits her head on the typewriter. And it's like bing. <laughs> I laughed like so hard. This was early in the morning when I was watching this. <laughs> First thing I did that day was watch Misery, and it was wow. It was fantastic, and that's the funniest fucking part too. Because I just imagine I don't know if it's exactly like that in the book. Uh, like that particular part, but like yeah, I no, I think they did have that sound effect in the book. Yeah, it, it was said, like you open, you open the page, it, it's it like described it. <laughs> but like you know what I'm saying, Stephen yeah, King yeah, uses yeah. his words, and yeah. as from a writer's standpoint, that movie's fucking hilarious comedy because it's literally about a, a writer's like fear of his audience being crazy. It's like, <laughs> I'm your number one fan. You have to write a novel for me. Like it's so Smashes awesome. his feet. Oh, it's yeah. so brutal. She hobbles him. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy brutal as, as fuck. fuck. Like she's just waiting for him to get in a car wreck so she can take him out of the snow. I think it's implied at the end that she caused the car wreck. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is fucking great. <laughs> Neon Neon Joe has a uh, Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter has an episode where they do a uh, a misery bit. Oh, nice. have you guys ever seen that show? Neon I Joe. I have Werewolf? watched no. a little bit of it. Yes, never it's seen it. Phenomenal. John John Glacier, John Glazer. It's oh, I love real him. good. Yeah, love him. yeah, yeah. He's yeah. awesome. I I for the longest time did not know he was the guy in Delocated. Yep. <laughs> like it took me like like he's, in, he's in Please Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Delocated is so good. Doesn't he date Jam? Amy Schumer in that? And she's she's like addicted to danger, so she dates uh the Russian mob guy, the puny brother. Oh, I yeah, think that's yeah, Amy, yeah, Schumer. Yeah. Amy Schumer. Yeah. I feel like I didn't know about Amy Schumer as I as well I should not have. I didn't know about her at the time. I'm just saying like yeah. I was like watching clips of it the other night. Because I love that show, yeah. and I just been talking to Jordan about it, and she's never seen it. And then I was like, I think that's Amy Schumer. <laughs> that's just like a young Amy Schumer playing his girlfriend. She's funny in that that show. Mm. That character's yeah. hilarious. I think she's only in it for like an episode or two. No, she's in it for longer because uh, it's not like long, long. It's like a whole season though. It's not long, long. Like in those seasons are short. Because uh. I think she dates the she dates Eugene or whatever his name is, Eugene Merman's character. And then she starts sleeping with John Glasser and uh, she's like going back and forth between the two for like multiple episodes. I think it's Glazer. Glazer. Glasser. Glazer. Yeah. Well, I said it both ways. So I can be (laughs) both correct. Cover your tracks. (laughs) Um, Also, I only have one other thing to say, really. I didn't watch that much other shit. But today, uh, it's not like an announcement. But it's apparently a rumor that's like pretty prominent that Tom Cruise is 
uh, the forerunner for the Green Lantern, uh, like, really? uh, role, like he's, he's in the, he's in the running and people have been making like Tom Cruise, Green Lantern, you know, photoshopped images yes. <laughs> and you know, it looks good, but it's also like, you're going to pick Tom Cruise to be <laughs> Green Lantern? What the fuck? Like, he's not, like, he's literally going to steal the show with being such a fucking dick and being so much like, how long are you going to keep this franchise going? Not that long. We already know that it's going to die very soon. Well, unless they but make it. I guess it... the one-off, <laughs> just Tom Cruise as Green Lantern and then it dies? <laughs> well, then, because, well, isn't there a rumor right now Joaquin Phoenix is going to do Joker? Yeah. Yes, no, he's not. Are, it's not a rumor. These are unconnected. <laughs> That is a Martin Scorsese-produced film that is not within the universe that they are creating. Yeah, it's just a Joker origin story that Scorsese what? wants to make. Yes. What? Which yeah, it's maybe gonna be that'll awesome. be, Yeah, they're, they're making two Joker films. One with fucking What's-His-Nuts, which might not even happen anymore. With, uh, you know, this... Uh, what's his name? Jer- Jared Leto? Jared Leto, yeah. They're, they're, they're supposed to be making, like, a Harley Quinn Joker movie. I'm pretty sure. This, I, this was, like, from, like... News that I was talking about like uh, six months to a year ago. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> and like the Joaquin one is definitely happening. Yeah, it's definitely happening. And it, but it was rumored around the same time. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure. It, I don't even think it's a rumor. Like this is legit happening. But Warner Brothers and DC are so like fickle that it's like it's like yeah, we're writing these movies. It's like oh no, nobody. Oh, Nobody wanted to make it, but three directors did, and we fired them all. <laughs> it's yeah. terrible. Well, it's, but, it's but like we'll make it. communicating with each other at DC. It's like, guys, you got you guys got to get like a centralized game plan here. Like, what are you fucking doing? The Marvel universe is like fucking got such a web created right now. Like, you guys, you gotta focus up here. What? Yeah, you're yeah. doing two different Joker movies. It's very strange. Well, I I think with the Scorsese one, it's kind of just like, oh oh, you want to make a Joker movie? We can't really, we can't stop Scorsese. Like, <laughs> we all want to see that movie. Even they want to see that movie. It's like, yeah. yeah, just let him do it. It'll just exist outside. Like, that's just him. <laughs> it's just a Scorsese picture at that yeah. point. But, like, when DC movies used to exist outside, like, it was... It, they were better. It was better. Yeah. So we might actually get, like, a really cool, like, Joker movie you with know. Joaquin Phoenix. But there weren't a lot of DC movies. It was, like, Batman and Superman. Like what other movies? Uh, for DC, uh, you had Watchmen. Movies, Watchmen, they? yeah. Watchmen no, was they didn't. fantastic. No, it was just the show. They yeah. never made a movie. They never made a movie. Okay. Huh. Supergirl. <laughs> well, Watchmen. Back. Watchmen is Vertigo. Oh wait, no. But I guess Vertigo has Swamp Thing, which is DC as well. It was yeah. It's considered a DC property. It's but it's okay. standalone, so it's not really in the DC universe. Yeah, but it's got Zack Snyder. <laughs> Who had started with Watchmen doing pretty okay in the comic. He book. started with well, 300. Yeah, 300. <laughs> yeah, graphic novels. Which was honestly, I enjoyed that movie when it came out. Now you watch it, it's a little dated, but 
at Ooh, the time yeah. I was like, this is crazy. I was literally in like Western well, yeah. Western Civ and the guy, the our teacher is like, maybe I can like get us like to go see that movie. And I'm like, everyone was like, we know that movie is not going to be in, like educational. <laughs> it's like, Dude, sex but yeah, let's go. Yeah. yeah. It, just, it's great. it just reminds me of, do you remember on party down when, uh, on party down when like the blonde, like popular, pretty looking guy is like, okay, I got a great party game for you. So, um, on this piece of paper, write down how many times you've seen the number, uh, the, the number of times you've seen 300 and like, uh, uh, Martin Starr like writes down a number and then he's like, okay, now give me the paper. All right. Now, if the number is over two, you're gay. And he's like, give me the paper, give me the paper. <laughs> and it's like 13. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. I fucking love that show too. Yeah, that's a great one. That's a rewatch. I need like coming in the future, party down yeah. rewatch. I remember being like on a on a date and just like going back to a, a, a girl's house, like just to hang out. Like we weren't like intimate or anything. Uh, it was just like awkward stage kind of thing. We're yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. let's go hang out. And I'm like, oh, like have you ever seen? party down and we like start watching party down and it's like the stalest <laughs> but like i'm like huh, like isn't this great like, it's, and, and she's just like not responding and i'm just like well then oh that girl's not cool at all she I've actually watched is, that with people i'm st- i'm still friends with her and she's pretty cool she just <laughs> but, but it was very awkward <laughs> that show's so funny it is fucking hilarious it might have just been the you know me <laughs> yeah well, it's just no. It's that awkward stage where you're just like, "Hey, let's uh, put something on so we don't have to talk right now." And then just like you're getting no feedback from her on the show, like, "Uh oh, she just, uh oh." Don't you love she the show? I'm not talking. even thinking about you anymore. <laughs> show I'm just laughing at this show. What? Are you, it's not all about it's, you. That's probably what it was. That's <laughs> probably exactly. Uh, yeah. Chase, besides Chef, anything? I rewatched Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, um, mm-hmm. which is fun, great. It's great. It's um, great. It's, it's great. I watched a ton hey. of shit. Um, what? I was gonna ask. Did you like the show Chuck? I did like the show Chuck. <laughs> you seem like you would like the show Chuck. I don't recommend it to people or advertise <laughs> my love of the show Chuck. I but I find great enjoyment in watching loving Chuck. Chuck. I remember that being a thing, and I never watched it. I thought Zachary yeah. Levi was charming. I thought Yvonne Stravansky was sexy, and I thought Adam Baldwin was there. So <laughs> I'm very excited about Zachary Levi and Shazam. That yeah. looks that looks dope. Yes. Looks dope as fuck. It does look good. Yeah. Oh, there is this new trailer. I, I sent you. Did you watch that Black Forty Seven trailer that I sent you? No. It is a. Uh, I sent it to both of you, and neither of you watched it. And that's all right. <laughs> but it's like an Irish revenge Sorry. film, uh, in like the, set in like the 1800s at some point. Um, and it's got Hugo Weaving in it as like a supporting actor. And the main guy I've never seen him before. He's probably some Irish actor, and uh, it's just all this like fucking revenge story against the British that like killed his family or something, and. He is fucking people up in this trailer. And it looks like a lot of fun. Looks like just a dark, grim, uh, the Brothers Grimm 2. So. Brothers Grimm part 2. I know ah, it's the Brothers Grimby. Let's not talk about the Brothers Grimby. The Brothers Grimby. <laughs> Never saw that either. Definitely going to go rewatch that. Or not watch it for the first time. 
Yeah, no, after watching uh, Who is America, I was like, I kind of... I kind of do want to watch that other Sasha Baron Cohen movie that I was like, I'm never going to see that. But now I kind of actually do want to see it. Absolutely. Him and Mark Strong, like playing, yeah. playing those characters. I definitely want to go watch that. That sounds funny. Now that I'm watching Who's America, though, I yeah. forgot it was a movie <laughs> for a long time. Did you ever watch that? Uh, uh, what is the pharma? What's that? What's that uh, documentary? That's like a mockumentary about cycling on HBO. <laughs> what is that thing called? Oh yes, yes. Uh, oh, God damn it! It's so good. Oh, is the it tour the one de pharma that, or something? Tour, tour yeah, de pharmacy. Yeah, tour yeah, de the pharmacy. one that Andy Samberg did. Dude. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. And uh, and Orlando Bloom. I think yeah. Orlando Bloom's in it. Yeah, a yeah. lot of people are in. John Cena's in it. John Cena yeah. is the funniest in that fucking movie. Yeah. I was so surprised that John Cena turned it out and is the best part of that. Fucking yeah, mockumentary yeah. with like, like every comedian ever. Um, <laughs> the first one they made is that same group made a, another one with Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones, and it's about tennis, and it's just as funny. It's another HBO oh, that's movie. Awesome. I forget the name of it, but hmm. it's it's been the exact same people. Lots of tennis movies I haven't seen lately. <laughs> I've you and my father, you and my father should play tennis. We'll fill up the swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> and eat, th- eat three times a day. Okay, let's talk about Empire of the Sun. Let's, now, do, that. let's <laughs> do that. Okay. So this movie, what, 1987, comes out, Steven Spielbergs. Steven Spielbergs. Spielies. Oh, my God. Old Steven Spielberg just trying to shove some magic down your throat. Right off the coattails <laughs> of the color purple. Shove some magical war nostalgia down your throat. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, it's quite it's quite a strange Looks fun. tale. I honestly okay, so parts of it was a weird fun. one. It's I so it was so weird. weird. We were so to, like weird. while it's happening, you're like, where is this fucking going? Like, <laughs> all these strange things, and super well made. Oh, it's so awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's like, what is happening? <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna talk about all the like shots that are super awesome. Like this movie won uh, some awards in cinematography. It was nominated for like uh, like six Oscars, I think. It didn't win any of them, but it was all like cinematography and sound design and like, technical stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the real but, it, but it won like the BAFTA. Um, Award for like best cinematography, best score, and uh, best sound. But like, I mean, it definitely had it, all of that. It, it had to it. It, the cinematography was fucking incredible. But like, th- th- I think it was up for like best picture or something. I feel like in the Oscars, and it like lost out to like The Last Emperor or something. Well, that's just because it's fucking it's yeah because it's like it's really good it's really technically good and everything but it's just like but the. The story. The fuck? Yeah. There was, the fuck? There was so it is not as clear or concise as The Last Emperor, which is just as well made. It, it, it's so crazy. Like Spielberg making this film, like you feel the Spielberg so hard. 
it seems like he's just shoving it down your throat way too hard. And also at the same time, he's not sure where he's going. He's just like, <laughs> it's just like Spielberg's like on Molly, just like making a movie. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. I want everybody to feel this. I feel it so hard. Feel this. You're <laughs> just like, oh my God. That's an apt way to describe this movie. That really is like, that's yeah. Um yeah, I, I think that that's all, like almost what was that going on. Obviously, he wasn't on drugs, but like that he's basically just taking this material and going, "This is how it makes me feel." Don't you feel it? Yeah, but it doesn't have like, and like it doesn't. Yes, have... I, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you, Spielberg. I can feel yeah, you. I feel you feeling it, bro. I feel how frustrated you are, and I'm very upset right now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> when did he uh, get divorced from um, his first wife? Who's his first wife? He was like a fucking famous actress, right? Um, I believe it was the woman from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ah, yes, I Ooh. believe it was. Let me find out real quick, because I, I really do want to know if he... All right, mu- musical intermission. Oh, so I was thinking so, while I was putting Sawyer down, if uh, Adam Sandler was in this movie instead, scooby dooby so he was married to Amy Irving. Great. And um, uh, they got divorced in 89. And this obviously came out in 87. And Amy Irving is, you will remember her as one of the mean girls from Carrie. Ah, uh, yes. And other movies. And Hell then, yeah. He uh, got that mean girl. No, I won't. Um <laughs> She's the, she's the uh, curly-haired one in Carrie. I don't remember. I don't think she's the main villain. I think she's like the friendly villain. She looks like. See, the, you'll barely remember her from looks, as one of the mean girls from Carrie. She looks. A I just lot can't remember like which one. Of, I know she's one vampire. Of no, I know. I'm just. I'm just. In I'm just teething. <laughs> well, he's with me since now. married in '91, Kate Capshaw, who was from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. But um, Amy Irving, he was he married her in 1985, so this was two years after and two years before his divorce. It was so directly like, in the middle. So it's really like what? he's just feeling everything. <laughs> he got he got married. Did you say he got remarried in 91? Yeah, yeah. The fuck, dude! Like, what are you a masochist? Like, you're just just like, oh yeah, no, no. Two years later, I'm ready. Let's do it again. Let's just get if I can get married again. Like, dude, just, you fall in love. Yeah, but like it was with Kate Capshaw, who he's known for at least a decade at that point because he directed okay. her in Indiana Jones, and then they're still married. Yeah, and they have like seven kids. Yeah, that first one was the bum bum. Yeah, the first <laughs> one was the bum bum. The second one was like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm so in love. It's the the, the second one is probably part of the reason the first one didn't work out because there was when some you know, unremitted when feelings you- there. And maybe the when first you know, one, you know that the first one's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yep. When you're two years in making a film called Empire of the Sun and you know your marriage isn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Good fucking God. So on the, on the Christian Bale side, this was his second film. I thought it was his first, but apparently he did a film earlier that year that came out in July called like Mio and the Faraway Land or some shit. Uh, and I was like, gonna have to watch that shit. 
It's a summer <laughs> blockbuster with 11-year-old Christian Blaine. <laughs> He, I, when I saw that, I saw that Ben Stiller was in this too, and I oh kept looking for God. Ben Stiller as a shot. I kept looking for like a little bit, like a Ben Stiller that was gonna be playing like opposite Christian Bale, like uh, kind of on the same plane Dude, as okay, him. Okay, I thought and the I, same. I just, I, I just wasn't thinking of him being like several years older than Christian Bale, which really like he could have just been like fucking nineteen. Yeah, it's it's like not that huge a gap, but still, I was just like, what? Yeah, it is. It, you know, there's a lot of growing in those. In those years of the, the gap. Yeah, but Ben Stiller looks like a full-on adult. Yeah, he just looks movie. like a fucking shitty old... I mean, he like, looks like he could be, like, fucking 20 in this movie. He was 22. He, he looks like he'd be there a little we go. older than that. He's 22. Which means Christian Bale is... Uh, He's just crusty. Not that old. <laughs> oh, well, they really crusted him up. They really crusted him up for the camp. Like his teeth, you just yeah, like in teeth, one of the teeth. first shots you see of him, you see his teeth, and it's just like, did they add an extra tooth in, just like sideways? Like totally did. I wonder how many <laughs> movies he had been in at that point. You know, I don't think many. I think it was like one of his. Because it's kind of crazy to be in a Spielberg movie, and and you're like, oh man, like what's my part gonna be like? This is gonna be like my time, like kind of like get other jobs from this movie. Yeah, <laughs> and there's like, well, oh, you're gonna have some black teeth. <laughs> you look like shit. Don't don't forget his who his father is. Yeah, it's very Jerry true. Stiller I, had a legacy. I, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I mean, and his mother. Jerry Stiller like, fucking yeah. rules. Who's his mom again? Uh, Who's I his mom? Her first. But I mean, they're both like they they played uh, Jerry's parents in yeah, Seinfeld. Mrs. Stiller yeah. and Mira. Yeah. Or or well, not Jerry. Sorry, not Jerry's parents. Uh, George's parents. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I forgot. I didn't realize that was his actual mom. Yeah, that's that's uh, Ben Stiller's actual mom and dad. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so yeah, his his family were, they were in there. <laughs> um, anyone oh want to say anything else uh, before we just jump on into the beginning of this um, film where, <laughs> where, where it's like a lazy Star Wars flick at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it's like read by David Attenborough, and it's just like. Uh, like, uh, hey, what's up, guys? Just want to give you a little bit of, you know, tell you what's going on. I was really tired when the when I started the movie, and I fully appreciated that that man read those. Okay, that fucking credit crawl to me. Oh, we did too, but it's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, at the same time, but like literally, it's it starts, and then the guy starts reading like. I remember the first thought in my head was like, oh, guys, 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 got, we got to read. We got to read. And he starts talking. And we're all like, yes. Yeah, everyone, <laughs> everyone and then, cheered. And then we stopped listening because we were just talking about how great yeah. it was. That he was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it cuts to the first shot and you hear the. Uh, Swoogon uh, is the name uh, of that song. It's a Welsh song. Did you say Snoop Dogg? <laughs> yeah, Snoop Dogg. Swoogon. Swoogon. Oh. So, but right when the the it cut to the first shot, Alan just goes, the camera's just going to go right into Christian Bale's face singing the song. And then it did that. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and then like, I didn't pay attention for a minute because I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I knew it, dude. I knew it was happening. But it starts with the uh, the coffins, like in the- Yeah, in yeah, the, in the water. In the river. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty fucking- through them. 
That's pretty fucking nuts. There's a lot of times during this film that I was like, this imagery is fucking insane, but we're all laughing (laughs) 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 because of something previous that happened or like, I don't know. Well, because it's just like (laughs) Christian, like, I don't know, dude, it was, he was so all over the place. You were like, man, this kid's really cool. This kid is the fucking worst. Yeah. Like it just, it swung back and forth from being like, wow, this is an amazing, like entrepreneurial spirit, like kid, he's so interesting stuff. And then he's like saluting the Japanese and you're just like, oh, yeah, it's problematic. problematic. It would have been better to make him like a noble character over the arc, but he, by the end, you don't really feel like he grew all that much. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> he just yeah, it was like mind. a coming of age. Yeah, it was exactly. He was it was a coming of age movie where he just went from a child to insane. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. he went from uh, an incapable, ungrateful child to a capable, delusional child. Yeah, like, he just yeah, very yeah. capable. For yeah, sure. became very capable. Completely broke with reality. <laughs> just like egomania, right at the end there. Like I can save everybody. I can save everybody. Yeah, oh just like god. oh my god, <laughs> intense scene, well executed. But I was like, what is the message? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, during during the entire movie, I was just like, there are so many different things that could happen. I don't think any of them are going to happen. It's so weird that. I was just wondering how the fucking movie was going to end the whole time because there was just so many like, uh, the, 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 and it was just like kind of like a, like a chunk out of real life that didn't seem like it was glorifying aspects that you just didn't feel like would be glorified as well. Yeah. You really and, would not have expected them to go so ham on like so respecting the Japanese. So pilots like, and everything. how are you going to wrap this into a film that I'm going to be like, Oh, <laughs> I get it. I think he was going for like, it sucks for everyone. We're all people. For sure. Well, that's literally, I looked up what he uh, says because the it, it didn't have subtitles at all yeah, uh, for the yeah. Japanese soldiers. And that was kind of strange because we rented it on Amazon and it would have subtitles if it had subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you I know? Imagine. And, uh, if it had them, it'd have them. It would just have no. them in, like, built into the movie. Yeah. yeah. If, if it had them, it would have them. For sure. <laughs> if it had had them. So when uh, that Japanese, you know, general or just soldier is beating the doctor, and he Christian Bale comes up and, like, bows down and starts saying all that shit. Breaks like, the windows. I was just well, like... Well, first, first he grabs the chair, and you're like, oh, shit, is Christian Bale about to fucking attack the general? And yeah. then he's just like, No! I'm fucking on your side, bro. And smashes the window and then bows down to him. Yeah. 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 But he, he says, uh, there, there's been some sort of mistake. We're all friends. Aren't we blame it on the war? So that's exactly what Spielberg is like trying to say that. Like, yeah. yeah. This crazy war is just fucking making us all doing this. But like those we're subtitles all... would have really helped that message come exactly. across. Exactly. <laughs> yep. It's, it's kind of crazy that I would even have to look it up and it's, I don't know. I guess there's a lot of... It's very confusing. I really wonder if it was supposed to have subtitles or not. It confuses me. I feel like maybe it was supposed to, but it like we watched the official video release. Like, yeah, so there were no strange. hard-coded subs. It was subs strange that there was so, yeah. like, <laughs> like it. Maybe, maybe it's supposed up. to be a little... Maybe it's supposed to be a little deeper that, yeah, you would have to go and pursue finding that information yeah. out yourself to even realize 
the, uh, what their motivations are and everything. Just like in the war, you wouldn't naturally know that and naturally assume like, hey, no. these guys are just. I feel like you'd have to you have know to, because uh, unless to... they revealed it another way later in the film, that like your knowledge of what he said to change the mind, you know, like they could do it a different way if you, you know, to an American audience, yeah. but they didn't. But <laughs> so, I, like, I feel like. I, it's not right. You have to consider too if he was trying to make you like make it like an Easter egg that you go look up and then you're like, oh, that gives deeper meaning to it's the 1987. film. 1987. It, it's 1987. <laughs> the yeah, internet yeah, no. doesn't exist yet. Not not in the way that people are using it. Like yeah, where you they gotta go do up. fucking card catalogs. You bro. gotta you go, go, go to learn the library, do a decimal system and shit. <laughs> yeah, and then you, you gotta get the microfiche. You gotta get the microfiche fucking newspapers and shit. Yeah, under the big uh, fucking monitor at the library. And then to translate Japanese that you don't know, you'd have to either remember the words that he spoke that you don't <laughs> know how to spell, or you have to know someone who speaks Japanese and have them translate it for you. So it's like I feel like it was not just watch it with a Japanese guy. <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch yeah, it. With just someone see, who it's Japanese. promoting friendship across cultures. You gotta befriend a Japanese guy to Hell really yeah. understand the theme of the film. Glider boys for life. So yeah, I didn't. He know. was the, he was like your house has people in it level of like deep on this one. Exactly, Spielberg just went full uh, Alan Resnick on us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Spielberg, Spielberg just like talking about his uh, influences. He's like Alan Resnick. But what? Wait, what? Uh, hey, Tutorial Hands. He was born that year. You're just like, yeah. what? This baby influenced you? He will. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I could, I yeah, could, dude. I could do an entire podcast that just, just supports about that Alan Spielberg. Resnick and uh, Alan Tutorial videos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This week we're going to be talking about the uh, "How to Take a Bunch of Pills" video by Alan Tutorial. <laughs> I mean, that supports the theory that Spielberg knows about the government conspiracy hiding all the aliens, and that's why he makes movies about all the fucking aliens in the seventies and eighties. Mm. He was part of it. He got to see the future. Hell yeah! It's on the inside, yeah. He um, makes some so good alien food films. Did Christian Bale signal the attack? Did he accidentally uh, no. start the attack? I think he was just like blinking his light and then the attack started. And it's like coincidence because there's no way a 12 year old just like starts the attack by like shining <laughs> the light be, out his window. Yeah, well, well because no, they were doing like Morse code across yeah, the city, like sure. him and another guy. Exactly. And then like a, then another one started on the ship and then they were blinking. And then all of a sudden it, he got bombed right next to where he was blinking. Yeah. It could have just been the location of the bombing, but the movie didn't go into, you know, that at all it was just, yeah. there wasn't like some news feed in the back just be like ah the japanese bombs blah, 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 because like yeah you know. well and in history there's like the japanese are gonna bomb the chinese no matter what it wasn't a 12 year old to start the attack. yeah no 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 i just thought it was funny it's like yeah. the way the movie no obviously yeah. not that he caused the attack but just like oop hey look there's the signal let's go We'll yeah, see, that's, he just like accidentally starts it early or something. These questions yeah. that we have are a product of the movie not really wrapping itself into the plot. Well, it's just kind of happening. He just uh, it, it was just he wasn't thinking about it. He's just like it, it. It functions good as well as the scene if you're just seeing it as like this kid fucking around with his light in a window and then this thing happens. Yeah, but the way he presented it, it's like wait, it looks like he just signaled the attack. 
And, and then like, he's yeah. a Japanese sympathizer the rest of the movie. Yeah. So it, it feels, <laughs> yeah, right. It feels like he like did it on accident, especially when his yeah. dad, his father runs in the room. Obviously, he didn't signal the fucking attack. But oh like, yeah, no, know, I didn't like, think he purposefully. Yeah, did. yeah, exactly. Purposefully, oh, no, 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 did. No, no, no. that's yeah. what I mean. That's what I mean. But like, even suggesting that well, he like, accidentally did it is ridiculous. But it's totally <laughs> what the movie did. Yeah, I I think that when his dad. Uh, runs in the room like after the bombing starts and he's like I didn't mean to do it like that's just that line <laughs> is why he had that scene yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> just so you can see Christian Bale be like a little like ah like what the fuck I didn't mean to do it <laughs> and like you didn't do it you fucking idiot get, let's get the fuck out of here <laughs> <laughs> shut your mouth kid we got three minutes yeah um, but like roles like this like where where it starts off as a little rich boy as well. And like, he just becomes so crazy. It, it really like Christian Bale still, he seems like he's been the same person his entire life. <laughs> right? No, no, no. I like, I just imagined him like screaming like a motherfucker at like some gaffer who like walks in front of his lighting or some shit. Like yeah. as a 12 year old though. <laughs> yeah. Apparently he was like, uh, he would like just like run around the room and do a bunch of ju- jumping jacks and like fucking try to hold his breath for a, for as long as he could before like every take. So yeah, it was like, it was, I, I read, I was reading some things about it that he was just trying to like tire himself out a little bit and like be, it's like a little kid take. spastic version. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a little kid spastic version of like method acting and just like really getting into the role, but he's just like still a child. So he's like, I'm going to hold my breath. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Steven Spielberg's like, Jesus. I bet, yeah. I bet you I can run to the craft table faster than you. It, it said on the internet that they they fucking auditioned like over 4,000 people for the role of Jim. Jesus Christ. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. If that's true. like, Well, then they found the right one because obviously he's gone on to have an, an illustrious acting career. For sure. Dude, they found the run, right one in uh, Malkovich. I'm so glad Malkovich was oh, in this. Oh, he was yeah. great in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was so good. Literally, when I, right when he showed up, I was just like, "Damn, he's so fucking cool." I wish he wasn't a dick in real life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's such a well, a dick in every, but just a dick in all existence. He's always like, he's rarely a oh, but good he guy. Play, yeah, he he's, plays a great. He's dick, less a dick in sure. real life and more just like pretentious as fuck. That's it. That's being a yeah. dick. <laughs> that's being I, a fucking dick. Like yeah. you're just acting all fucking douchey and yeah, like, uh, and he just, dick and douche. When I saw him, he was stoned out of his mind like wearing like the stereotypical hipster like cloth shoes with no socks <laughs> and like pants that were a little too short so you could see his ankle and tell he wasn't wearing socks and like a pink t-shirt and then like a five thousand dollar blazer that is made to look like it's a two hundred dollar blazer you're making it sound good chase stop making it sound so good yeah but dude it's it's he, i mean it sounds like also jeff goldblum's uh, like wardrobe <laughs> and also sounds kind of, like, like kind of but then everything he said didn't make sense nothing he said nothing that came out of his mouth was like oh i know what you're talking about it's like yeah what from what I remember, he like just kind of talks about film in this roundabout weird way where he's like, I'm fucking awesome. And like <laughs> this happened and you're like, well, it didn't really make sense what you just said. <laughs> Could you go back? <laughs> yeah. 
that was my experience with like seeing him. But not even that. Like he just like does like uh, like what is it? He does Squarespace commercials or something. And he's like, I'm, well, that's what he was advertising at this fucking thing. He, I'm like, he's like, yo, was, watch this shit, like or something. Like he just way too like you wouldn't expect. You'd expect it from like Johnny Depp, but they, not John Malkovich. They made like all of these like Squarespace homages to David Lynch movies. And they were just like single shots that were like homages, quote unquote, to different David Lynch movies with John Malkovich playing the different characters. And it was the most pretentious garbage I've ever seen. And it was just a massive <laughs> advertisement. And he it. sat on stage talking about the um, like the purpose of homage in modern culture, and it didn't make any sense at all. It was just nonsense. He like was told to say or just was thinking up on the moment and it was like no 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 homage has a place in a conversation about art but not in this conversation about art my god you're just it's literally an advertisement for squarespace and everything <laughs> he said was just nothing it was just non sentences it was like all paradoxes and stuff it was like that's not art bro <laughs> And yeah. that was kind of the attitude he took about it. And it was very strange. And he was stoned the whole time. So it was just like confused in that as well in front of like 2,000 people. So it's very uncomfortable to watch. It was just an uncomfortable. It was disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. Like, wait, can other people talk, please? <laughs> it's like, please stop. Bring Mel Brooks back out. He was awesome. <laughs> Christian Bale as a child like does have some like crazy little lines about God and stuff though. I like there's a, there's a lot of like little nuggets in this movie, you know, where he's just talking about like maybe we're God's dream and he's ours, and you're like, oh, you're insane. <laughs> 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 All right, now go to sleep and get some cheese in the middle of the night, dude. He was just a little fucking hanger whore. A little airplane hanger whore. He was just going after whatever the hot new plane on the block was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's fucking obsessed. That glider scene, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that looked like the most fun a 12-year-old can have, though. Like, you find fucking find a plane, and then you've got your plane flying through the air, and you're just like... Grrr. Oh, my God. That yeah. looked like a blast. Looks awesome, but it's like the best glider I've ever seen in my life. He threw that once, and it just did yeah. all those tricks and flew through the air and like over the hill and back into the air. And you're like, "Oh my god, that that looks great!" But I don't believe that glider could glide for that long. Well, over the hill, and then it lands <laughs> into in the fucking into a bunker full of Japanese dudes while like Bale and his parents and everything are at a party, and Bale is also dressed up like a sultan. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like he's got the little he's got the little shoes with the, with the curls on them. Uh, one of the one of the best ways that that scene could have like transitioned, like the tone was it was pretty yeah. great. It was just like oh shit, <laughs> that yeah. was that was pretty awesome. Yeah, he cre he crests the hill and you just see all of the Japanese just staring at him, just like the fuck. Yeah, um, was, oh my god, nuts. yeah, I don't know, yeah, it was, and it was awesome. His yeah. dad comes back over, like his dad and the friend come back over. Yeah, don't run. And, uh, the, yeah, the dad's <laughs> friend's like, don't run. Don't, don't run. Just come on, just come on over here. Just quickly. Yeah, that's quickly. All right, cool. Crazy. Let's go. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they're just at like a fucking Halloween soiree. <laughs> like, yeah, they're just like at a little country a Halloween estate. Luncheon, I think is the yeah, term you used. Luncheon is what I said <laughs> yesterday. It's pretty. It's like daytime. They're just like fucking. Uh, we're dressed up and shit, and I don't know. It's so. It's very weird. Y- no. Yeah. And and like the friend was talking about like the the scary thing about them was their uh, their patience. They're just sitting there. They're just sitting, just waiting. They're like all entrenched throughout the country and uh, throughout like. China, all these Japanese people, all of the troops are there and everything. But they're not attacking. They're just waiting, just sitting there, sitting around like, oh, yeah, oh, hold yeah. on, is it? Wait, okay, cool. A kid blinked the light. Let's go. Like, literally, the Christian Bale's Jim is talking about through the entire movie that he admires the Japanese, like, for, like, how yeah. brave and how, like, cunning and, like, you know, just, like, Every fucking glorious adjective he's giving them, he's just like, yeah, he, like he's, really a, likes, he's like, admiring he really the shit. Likes. I mean, out he of the explicitly said he explicitly says to his father in the beginning of the movie, um, like, I'm thinking about joining up with the Japanese, uh, with yeah. the Japanese Air Force, and it's like, uh, fuck, bro, uh, fuck, no, you're not. Yeah, the doctor in the camp, um, is is like, who do you want to win the war? Like, what? W- wait, what side are you on, Jim? <laughs> Jim was on the He's side like, of childhood innocence. He was yeah. childhood fucking delusion. Yeah. Jim was fucking nuts, dude. Well, he was kind of an asshole from the beginning with the um, the, nanny, the maid. The maid. Yeah, know. yeah. And he's like, you have to do what I tell you. And then very satisfying slap in the face after everything kind of falls apart. Oh, yeah. Shanghai. <laughs> What I love that slap in the face. No, no, I was just I was just then thinking to win. Uh, Bale and the driver, the ch- the oh, Japanese best. driver of that car, so are slapping each other back and forth, <laughs> like looking at the road map while yeah. like he's hanging out the window yeah. and shit. Oh we're, my god, we're making a joke that. Uh, uh, that Christian Bale is just your Google Maps. And he's like, when I tell you to turn right, just turn right. And when I tell you to turn left, turn left. It's just like, okay. I'll- if you don't listen to me, we're never going to get there. <laughs> you just go straight. You just go straight. Now when I tell you to turn left, you turn left. You do it now. Oh, my God. Also, when he first gets thrown in the truck, like he's, uh, you know, they they were all waiting to get take it onto the truck and see who would get taken to the camp and everything. He's like banging his fucking food bowl on top. And I'm just like, kid, you got to stop that. Like mm-hmm. they're going to oh just God. be like, no, nah, fuck it. Fuck it. You're out. Yeah. Um, I thought they'd just be like, okay, you're wild. Goodbye. Like, <laughs> see ya. Well, in the scene where, uh, Joe Pantaleone finds him and, um, he's bringing him back to the, the boat that they're staying on. Uh, and right before they introduce John Malkovich and Christian Bale's just talking the entire time. And it's like that long, it's a long sequence. And he's just saying things. And I got so, I got annoyed. I was like, oh my God. Like, I know they're taking, they're trying to establish him as this annoying kid, but it's succeeding and it's over succeeding because I'm about to turn this shit off. Well, literally the next line is John Malkovich being like. Or John uh, Joe Pantaleon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him just being like. Kid, you started to get on my nerves. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, that's that's. That's just having that's just having a child around. That's just having a child around. Like constant questions, just nonstop. Like I feel like, just like shh, just listen. Shh, shh, I love you so much, but you shut your goddamn mouth, or I'm gonna freak out. Before we get into uh, you know you, those those characters and like John Malkovich and all the crusty fucks, uh, let's crusty talk about uh, okay. So like when the war starts and they're all getting the car and they're driving through the crowds 
like trying to get away and you know obviously they get separated later on but like that fucking scene is so fucking nuts especially the market scene too all the like car scenes the market scene when that fucking like uh just like I don't even know what it is, like rabbits or some dead rabbits, something. I can't remember. It's something. Oh dead. yeah, just smack against the window. Just smack against the window. I was like, God, and leave the blood damn. on there. Yeah, it's just yeah. like the like like when GTA first introduced the blood splatter on the screen, it was like that. Just oh yeah, just all over. Yeah, that was pretty fucking intense. And, and like, give what's that? I was just gonna say. Then there's the the like. Chinese street rat kid who's like banging on the window oh, God. that then comes back later which so when he came back later I was like oh wait is he trying to help him like when he's I chasing thought, him for I so I thought lo- that first too yeah and then like nope just takes his shoes just starts fucking taking yeah. his shoes and some <laughs> other guy takes his bike not even the same guy Oh, I was so pissed when he got the bike to, when I was like why did you fucking drop the bike bro <laughs> yeah it doesn't make any sense for him to have dropped the bike but so he's yeah. dropping shit all the fucking time. He drops his airplane, and that's how he gets separated from his parents. His his mom is literally like, me. "Don't let go, like stay close to me." And he's like, right after that, he's like, "Huh, drop my airplane." Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, "I gotta get this mom, dude." See that, that scene, yeah, when they get separated in the crowd, that was just like so a lot of anxiety in that one. You're just like, "Oh God, just yeah. oh, just so many Fuck. people." Like I can see yeah. you. You're on top of that car, but I can't. I'm I'm, I'm gone. Yeah. yeah, it's very anxiety producing. Like also the scene where he's already on his own. There's so many anxiety, like anxious scenes where uh, he's running away from his house. I'm jumping ahead a little bit. We're going to go back to when he gets to his house. But it also it's just a very anxious, fucking crazy scene where the parents uh, of like other children or just like adults are on that uh, truck driving away. And yeah. they're like, come on, boy, oh, come on, yeah. come on, come on. And he's riding his bike as hard as he can. They're like, come on, come on, come on. You got it. Like, that's insane. I was also like, yeah. why didn't they just like, why didn't they slow down? Like, because the, it's not like the Japanese people, like, you're already hauling white people. Like, why, why don't you just grab this? Look, we got a spare white kid. What's this white kid doing out here? Quick, grab that white. Like, I thought yeah. that they would want to round that one up. Like, yeah, where, exactly. hey, where the fuck are you from? It's true. But also, they should have done the scene. The Steven Spielberg should have figured it out early enough before Jurassic Park to put that rearview mirror scene in, where it's just Christian Bale riding his bike, and it says, <laughs> "Objects in this mirror are not going to make it." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, does that happen? Jurassic Park shows that in the guy in the rear. The rear view? view? No, it's the T Rex. Yeah, in the rear view. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's also on Toy Story. Which oh, uh, a T Rex could only run like twelve <laughs> miles an hour, so there's no way it could get the jeep. Like sh- whatever. But anyway, let's keep. Uh, in the in the book, they're on the river, and the dra- the Jurassic dinosaur man, <laughs> the T Rex, is is on the bank, like running after them, and the river is uh, uh not like not uh, going narrow. 60 miles an hour. Is narrow enough that that T Rex can't. So they're like fucking trying to get away from it. It's a fantastic book. That's yeah. That's even more nerve wracking because then yeah, you don't have control over like the vehicle. You're just like, oh fuck! It's yeah. we're just on a slow ass like, river. Oh, you're just like pushing water past you as fast yeah. as you can. <laughs> they might even be in a in a fucking truck in it, honestly too. But I, I think they're in a boat. But uh, I don't know. I read that book one time. It's it's pretty good. So anyway, the. <laughs> 
the part that I really wanted to get to was after he's separated by his parents, he just goes back to his house. Yeah. And as he's, you know, just coming back to his house and he starts looking around, um, obviously it's been broke into and everything's trashed. And the, the scene where he notices the powder, which, what is the powder? It was, it was just like talcum powder. It was like, you know, foundation. It was like a big makeup. It was thing got knocked so over. fucking slush, much of it. Slush what whatever baby powder like would have been like there, that's what it was. It was like make foundation or like for the guy he would have put it under his like yeah. It was his, just there was so much yeah, in that, just in that drawer yeah, um, and that fucking sequence of shots is done so well. It's my favorite part of the fucking movie. Literally, where he's just looking around, and he sees the powder splayed out, and then he starts noticing handprint and the footprint and then he sees the scuffle and then he sees like even more and it's just looking around the room like telling a story that's a fucking Dude. fantastic See, way to do it yeah it's great <laughs> yeah scene. it's i was like are those rape prints yeah that's what i thought <laughs> i was like what? Yeah. yeah yeah i was like oh god his mom came home <laughs> yeah that's exactly what i thought that's crazy yeah. i was actually not thinking the mother i was thinking the i was thinking the father but yeah, I probably should have been thinking the mother. But the hand thing, like the handprints, I guess they're from the the whoever was doing that. But Japanese tiny hands. So I, <laughs> I really did think it was just the father. Are those like, cat just paws? Like, like uh, scuffling with them. But yeah, that that that's a much more horrific image to. That's what I was th- with the well with the bare feet and the hands. The and bare stuff, feet that's what and I, the yeah. and it being in the powder even is more of a yeah. like indication kind of. But then when he opens the window and the wind blows all the powder away, it's like one of the most beautiful sequences in the whole movie. And it's just like, yeah, you know. just put just same sequence, just part of it. Yeah, it's <laughs> the awesome. end of the and sequence. It, <laughs> it was it was like him really just like blowing away. Yeah, just like reality, and it's just like you know what? We're just gonna have a lovely little home alone moment. Is what we're gonna do. Yeah, I'm gonna ride my bike around this house. I'm gonna fucking do all the crazy shit I'd never get to do. Um, also, where's mommy and daddy? <laughs> Mommy, yeah. Dotty, he's my just mommy? like resin hitting every can of food in the house. Just like <laughs> I know there's more. Yeah, he's just like drinking water out of the individual ice cubes. Like, yeah, oh god, in the trays. Yeah, uh, and that's yeah, that's when his nanny Ta- comes back and is like fucking seems, stealing some things. That's fantastic. Time seemed to have passed a good bit in this movie without it ever really telling you how long. Has passed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. or really giving much of an indication that it had passed. Other than, yeah. Other like, than the pool drained a little bit. Yeah. Which was like, oh, I guess this has been several weeks or months. Yeah. But yeah, there wasn't much indication of like how long he was enduring this. Another thing is he finds that he's like, he finds those glasses and then he finds that, uh, that coin in like the, what, like the fountain as well. Is it is it in the fountain? Like when he's at his where house. Where does he find? I was I was wondering where does he find the coin? Because the coin was from when his father was playing golf. Yeah, like that was the coin his father put down when he was playing golf in the, a yard. Um, he found it. He found it in one of the drawers at his house. He found it in one of the oh. drawers or one of the jackets or something. I thought I thought he found yeah. both of those like outside in the fountain or some shit. Oh no, you're right. He found him, him in the pool. Off the... He found it in the pool. Okay, he found it in the shitty shallow pool. Yeah. 
Fountain pool. Come on, they're rich. <laughs> Baby. Yeah, but it was the pool that was like it was like the last time you see the pool, and it's that's the moment where you're like, oh, I guess he's been there for months because it's just like a little puddle mm-hmm. in the corner. Yeah. And when yeah, you first see him it, go in, it's like at the top. And but that. you would expect him to be a little like like mini uh, uh, machinist, like a little mini Christian Bale machinist at this point, like having no food and everything, just like all like yeah. Withered. But I don't think Christian Bale was on the level of method actor. Oh at, no, at no, that no. Point. no 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 obviously not. But it's just like yeah no he looked fine and it was like what you can't have just been yeah exactly resin hitting the fucking <laughs> ration cans for four months and like you're still just like oh yeah no i can just ride my bike no like you're gonna be like i'm dying well it seemed to imply to me later on that he had been going between the houses and raiding the houses like that Mm. and then when we see him like like resin hitting all of the cans because there's so many out and he's like just kind of making his rounds yeah by the time he like we see that it's at the end of him in that phase he's only been starving for a few days yeah i've got to be like a day or check all this shit make sure i ate it all (laughs) like and that's when i thought they were gonna have a i thought they were gonna have a scene with him getting drunk off those little liquor candies i thought so too (laughs) yeah i was a little disappointed that they didn't have like a fun like drunk kid scene well one could argue that the rest of the movie, he was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He does pick fucking, up some habits. <laughs> yeah. He's a little fucking weirdo the rest of the movie. Uh, also, like, right after... You are a difficult child. Yeah. Right after, like, that whole uh, scene where he's just at his lowest, pretty much starving and stuff, and he's just like, I surrender. Like, he's just like, they're just, they're going to feed me. Like, just, I surrender, please take me the whole time. And they're just like, oh, okay. You surrender. Like, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, he can't yeah they're like, anyone. oh, I surrender. I surrender. <laughs> no one seems to take seriously that he's like, I surrender at any point during the movie. Because he, he surrenders that. to literally everyone, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Immediately. Like, immediately. But they see through it as well. It's just They're like, like, oh, this It's just kid. like the, okay, the like, subservient dog when it just like rolls over on its back. That's just fucking bail this yeah. whole movie. Hell yeah. I surrender. <laughs> Take me. Scratch my belly. <laughs> surrender. <laughs> scratch my Christian crack. <laughs> Oh, uh, so that you know, obviously, after that we get into uh, what's his name, the truck driver, Joe Pantoliano. Ah, uh, he was Cipher <laughs> in the Matrix. Yes, yeah, bad, oh, bad boy. Yeah. He was in the Sopranos. If you've never seen the Matrix, spoiler, Gabagool and Bound. <laughs> but uh, I, I, so he, yeah, he takes him to John Malkovich, and John Malkovich and and this guy are like kind of partners but obviously there's a hierarchy <laughs> yeah uh, john Malkovich is always in charge yeah and he's fantastic but also, well he always eats first um well joe like you he he starts out seeming like he's really like a protector and then just immediately is like we don't need this fucking kid around it's like <laughs> you fucking brought him here dude like what the <laughs> what so true he was upstaged by John Malkovich's fatherly 
uh, care for the boy. <laughs> yeah. Fatherly pocket digging. Like, yeah. just <laughs> hey, like, hey, let's try to sell like, this long. child. See what you've got. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to sell him and, like, checking out his... T- I was like, are they selling him for meat? Yeah. Right like, yeah. Are they selling him as an aphrodisiac He's to be like, ground down? <laughs> Jim's like, why couldn't you sell me? Yeah. Like, they didn't want fucking wants you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking hilarious uh, and that's when they're like about to ditch Jim and he's like no like I know this whole block of mansions that we can go to and you'll find a bunch of shit that you can either sell or just you know like rich let's, pickings let's go yeah and he's like alright I'll entertain the idea and they go and immediately there's just uh, the fucking scene is so good how they shoot it <laughs> when he's like, what is he? Ring the doorbell and knock, or the guy's just coming down. The well, no, he he runs out. He's like, mommy, mommy, she's home. Oh, like, cause he yeah. sees like the silhouette, oh, the in, silhouette the in the window. Y- yeah, yeah. And then like a Japanese dude in a fucking robe comes to the, like in a bathroom comes to the door and is like, huh? Ah! Yeah, then, like, like all these other Japanese dudes. <laughs> it's showing. It's showing just the feet. And the legs, and then like pans up. Yeah, and it looks so feminine and perfect, just because you know they're 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 fit Japanese soldiers with tiny <laughs> shaved, hairless legs, <laughs> <laughs> and they've got lace on. <laughs> it appears like, to be dresses and robes. But, yeah. Yeah. but then it's just so great, fucking John Malkovich and Joe, like. They're just like, oh, fuck, go, 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 go. And they just fucking start driving around the circle. And all of the, these, like, eight Japanese... Like, it seemed a little homoerotic. Like, like eight Japanese dudes in, like, short kimonos, like, come out and start grabbing at the uh, grabbing at him and pulling him out. And they just, like, keep turning it. It's just, like, spin all the way around the roundabout. Yeah. And then, like, the car stops. And then just John Malkovich, just so cool, just tossing him the sunglasses being like, I want these back when they're done. <laughs> And then he just gets a fucking beating, just gets the shit beat out of him. And it's just like, I want the sunglasses back though. Hey, hold on to these. Yeah. You're going to take these. He's got, a, he's got a couple of cool ass moments in this film for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But in other times you're like, Oh, well, he's definitely an <laughs> asshole. It's not, a, it's not a role but, model. Um, and, uh, but he teaches Christian Bale how to survive for sure. Yeah. And then, and, I don't know. We just needed a role model, kind of, though. <laughs> Somebody had to be a role model <laughs> to make this movie into something. <laughs> but nobody was a role model, and that's why Christian Bale is a broken human. That will it's a have, shell of a human. <laughs> this is a story about a young boy with privilege issues that ends up as a young boy with post-traumatic stress disorder and a fractured <laughs> memory. Yes. Fractured memory. So, like, I feel like if there were truly a role model, the ending might not be so bleak. And, uh, yeah, like, well, John Malkovich, they all go to, like, prison, and he's just like, hey, I got an extra pail. You know that woman that died? She died, but she didn't hand in her pail. (laughs) just like, oh, cool, John Malkovich. All right. I can see how life's going to (laughs) be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, live then, my life like you. <laughs> and then once they get to the camp, he's like, uh, he says to the doctor, he's like, okay, because they're putting the mosquito net on whoever dies next. They're putting the mosquito net on the dude with the, the, the golf shoes. He's like, yeah. can I have his golf shoes when he dies? And he's just like, oh, what a little pragmatist. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I got my new word for the day, pragmatist. <laughs> yep, yep. He kept learning the words, which were uh, 
uh, more and more problematic. <laughs> like they, he really could have grown through Spielberg, but like Spielberg did such weird shit. Like what the fuck? Especially so by the strange. end where he like, it's he like didn't you connect can, all the things. You can see what he's doing. He's like, he hasn't befriended the Japanese boy in the airfield and they like bond and then they like help each other out throughout the film. And then, <laughs> and then you're like, Oh, it has like this happy resolution where, uh, at the very end where like you could see it becoming coming of age. He's grown to accept another kind of person, you know, whereas before he's treating them all like they're maids, but now he's like, yeah. he's grown to respect them. He's grown to be able to take care of himself and to survive. And then John Malkovich and his fucking goons show up and they fucking kill him. And it just breaks Christian Bale as a person. He, he completely snaps, thinks he thinks he's God forgets what his parents are like and the movie's over <laughs> well he's reunited <laughs> with his parents and that's so fun and uh, happy for us and <laughs> he doesn't yeah. recognize them it's, it's like you realize that moment, you're like oh my god this kid's fucked for his the rest of his life <laughs> that is damage that's irreparable <laughs> dude all the like fucking planes and sparks and saluting and like singing that's going on in that one scene i was just like the fuck is this just fucking spielberg just masturbating all over the screen kind of <laughs> it's it literally great shot this oh great the shot most this, spielberg shots this ever fucking movie is so like self-service to spielberg <laughs> it's insane it's insane that it didn't come out like later because now obviously he's doing films like fucking where he doesn't even direct, and he's just, he's just like, yeah, computer animation, cool, I'll direct for 13 minutes. All right. He yeah. did Bridge of yeah. Spies, though, and Bridge of Spies is great. True, true, true. I did not see it, but uh, I did not see it. <laughs> Lincoln and Bridge of Spies, both great. But yeah, you, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's surprising to see this in it Spielberg see, It seems like point. something... Yeah. Yes, it seems like something that would have come out when he became more like up his own ass and and like you know uh, even bigger and just a little later into his career. And yeah. it's probably not even him being up his own ass. Maybe it is a little bit. You know, obviously he was huge, but like it might just be him pouring out his heart so hard that it's like it's just like, it's just like yeah, exactly. All well, right, you're losing he, sight. It was just like of you're the movie. too into it, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't exactly. It wasn't He's, organized and like. I, I would say that Schindler's List, he's even more emotionally invested in, but I feel like because he made Empire of the Sun, because he made The Color Purple, he like kind of got all of that that weird like ego out in those movies. And I haven't seen The Color Purple, and it's supposed to be a, a better than imp, like uh, Empire of the Sun, which I feel like might be just like in a display you mean people of people actually talk ego. about it? Huh? People actually talk about the color purple. Yeah. I've heard about the color purple. I've seen scenes from the color purple. Empire of the Sun, I just heard about not that long ago, and then we watched it. Yeah, yeah. Color purple had like relevance, <laughs> but um, I think he got out all that like ego in those movies, and that's why Schindler's List is so good because like it is that a movie is good. Like mm-hmm. there's no there's no argument against Schindler's List. There's no like moment where you're like, oh, that was a weird choice. It was like it's all motivated. Um, but I feel like. It's only because he did Empire of the Sun right here at this weird part in his career mm-hmm. where he's known for making kids movies, but he's desiring to make a much more serious drama about human nature and war and specifically in this time period. Um, 
so I, I think that's uh like an interesting like put into like that a, like that that makes that makes a lot of sense like where this movie is placed like in his career with, with given that yeah given the like the transition yeah it's like he was kind of coming of age yeah the, oh for sure this is like a, this weird just like shit that he took in the middle of that mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's yeah. like not it's it's great it's it's a golden shit but it's still shit yeah <laughs> so like, it's not shit but you're just like uh, you could you know could have brightened the corners a little bit it it just needed it needed more of a point like it yeah. did, it, it, got, it didn't it did, it was lost its point of yeah its yeah, point of view is very lost ambling but like it's yeah ambling. i agree like from it's ambling from that uh hbo spielberg documentary <laughs> <laughs> from that spielberg uh hbo documentary <laughs> like you really do see how much he cares and how much how much emotion and love was in that guy like totally makes sense yeah yeah it, it, in all of this, like he was just fucking beaming and showing it through his cinematography and his film. And, you know, for sure. I mean, he, 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 he's a consistent and pretty compassionate individual, Mm. at least from what I can tell from his movies and from the documentary about him and his interviews and stuff. Uh, I, I, and I, I don't, that's why I don't think he crawled up his own ass in this movie. I think this is genuinely just like a pure, like expression. Spielbergian expression, yeah. and it's just like unfocused. Spielbergenite expression. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just an unfocused Spielberg movie, and it's I I can't think of many others that are that unfocused. Until you want to get into like the post and shit, but even that has like a really strong th- thread through it. Yeah, it's just it, was, it wasn't my favorite. I need to watch some more Spiel- Spielberg films that I haven't seen. There's a there's a good little there's probably like two or three, in that you know. Before two thousands <laughs> era yeah. that I need to watch. I've definitely not seen all of them, but I've seen enough I think to know that he's consistent. Oh, for sure, absolutely. I'm just saying, you know, I need. He's awesome, honestly. So I need to watch more. Uh, the Lost World rules. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay, so right before that sparks and airplanes thing, that's like right before they go to the internment camp, right? Like that's where that takes place. Um, it's like, yeah, on the air. I, I think it's after he gets to the internment camp, and yeah, because the the uh, the land landing strip, the air airstrip is right next to the internment camp. Mm-hmm. He kind of like yeah. sneaks out and walks around, or they let him walk around or something. Yeah, they're all like, oh, like uh, hey. Well, chat. no, the dude's about to fucking shoot him. Like one of the one of the guards is like, get, are you talking about when he like goes up and puts his head on the plane? Yes. Yeah. 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 No. Remember, one of the guards like fucking is like yelling at him in Japanese, and he doesn't like hear him, and then he like like cocks the gun. Oh yep. and oh, he's, yeah. Like about to that. shoot him, and then the pilots walk up, and like he turns around, and he like salutes the pilots, and the pilots like salute him back, uh-huh. and you're just like. Wow, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a wartime fucking fantasy. But like, yeah, the you're da- like, oh, the honor. The danger is lost in that scene to me. Like, I don't remember the danger of the guy almost shooting him because it's shot in such a sentimental way of him like showing respect to the airplane and then to the pilots and then them like respecting him back. Like the way it's shot and the tone of the music and stuff, I completely was like senseless to the danger that that like well, i remember now but yeah well i i think that was kind of part of it too and what we were talking about earlier of like what his 
message behind this must have been it was just you know uh the the kind of the chaos of war and that we're all people and everything but like the the respect the shared respect that these two opponents have christian vale and the the japanese pilots but respect for like a similar thing the the aircraft and everything <laughs> whereas the other so were, were you know, in a in a rough sense, and the the other soldier, like he was, he was just a fucking guard, and he was just like, oh, this fucking kid, like you're not supposed to be here, but like, they had this this shared shared thing between the pilots and and Bale, and so like they they had some common ground. Yeah, I don't know for sure. Oh, but there's think, a lot of the parts the in that that like seem too easily forgiven and not realistic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this isn't Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, for by any means, but uh, it feels like it wants to be that. That's the, if you haven't seen, that's the David Bowie being a British soldier locked up in a Japanese internment camp movie that stars all Japanese people, and it's much more realistic than this. What? It's from the same time period. Well, it's more like befriending. Yeah, I want to see that. Bef- it's, it's a fantastic It's like befriending movie. the Japanese. It does it the opposite way. Like He's like, is he admiring the Japanese before he <laughs> gets into this imprisonment camp? Yeah. He is? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he says he wants to be a Japanese pilot. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it's very similar. To that. Like, he admired the Japanese's honor and stuff, and that was like the whole thing. And that's like kind of what helps him survive. And then he uses it to help other people through the movie. But like, what does, what the fuck does that say? Because then he does, like, he grows to like become friends with a Japanese, like, airplane, (coughs) like a pilot. And then at that ending scene, when that pilot gets killed and Bale reacts to it, it, the whole time, like, he hasn't grown. He still has the same exact kind of respect for the Japanese despite what's happened to him, which is fine. Like, it's like, that's a good message to have, but there doesn't seem to be any direction that that took other than just to like serve as a character trait that played a way too big of a part. They played way too big of a part in the overall plot and like what happens to this kid. And so also I thought that Japanese pilot that he was friends with was just kind of like the slow kid on the base. That's what I thought too. Yeah. <laughs> like at first, sure. I just thought he was like some fucking like Someone hit him kid. in the face with the sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and they were just like he was like fucking 17 but they were just like nope he's a fucking child we just let him play with the model planes all over here on the base I yeah think, i thought he was this, like that's one of my their, slow brother i thought he was one of the pilot's weird kids and that's why yeah, he connected like, with bale because they're just both kids and they don't care yeah know? they just and love then planes all of a sudden was, but isn't yeah, that kind of that's like, it's like right when he gets the caught there's like a good amount situation. of time i suppose that passes but like they, it, again like it doesn't really it doesn't tell you exactly how long, you know, it's yeah. a, it feels like it's, it's a pretty long movie, but you don't really know, <laughs> you know? Um, so I feel like something like that could have helped that as well. You know, just be like, you know, this guy is maybe a little older and now he's a pilot because like the first time you see him, he's just like, Exactly. You're just like, oh, this little kid. Yeah, cool. Kids helping kids. Well, (laughs) even more, even more like childish than his yays is his disappointment face when the plane lands on the other side of the fence. Oh yeah. Just like, oh, frumpy. Like just this. Yeah, the saddest little room room face. And then he's just like so excited when Bale throws it back to him. Yeah, he's like, thanks. All right, see you. I'm gonna go be free. 
Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm gonna go eat not potatoes. Uh, so so potatoes and weevils. <laughs> Potato boy. Which he he snuck out to catch, but never showed him bringing any back. He just showed up. Oh, the pheasants. Yeah. Oh, oh no, no. I'm talking about the weevils, the bugs that were in the food. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah delicious. That he was talking about. Oh yeah, that the doctor says you have to eat them. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh right, thirty. He's keeping an average now. of how many are in each, like uh, helping for the day. Yeah. Yeah. The a- the uh, the average is up, but it's above average, but the trend is down. Yeah. <laughs> that was a ridiculous scene. So apparently, during the entire internment scene. Uh, or like in, like once they go to the internment or internment camp, uh, most of it was cut out. Like it was a huge part of the film, but the film like took so long to get around to doing anything that like there's so many fucking parts. But, like most of it was cut. That a lot of actors' parts were either completely cut out of the film. Damn. Or uh, like almost considered cameos. Like Miranda Richardson is her name, right? Yeah, she's her, second credited. Yeah, her her uh, performance was almost like just going to be like cameo by because of how much they cut out. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So the, the also woman who, the woman who was playing the piano at the end dying like the whole time. Yeah, the woman who's dying the whole time. <laughs> The dying, the entire uh, who's dying. having who's having wartime sex when the bombs are going off. Yeah, I'll bet money she wasn't dying the entire time, and that's like all the shit they cut out was her not being sick. <laughs> like, what a disappointment for an actress. Yeah, her and her and Christian Bale actually having conversations. Yeah, like there's probably like a bonding thing between them that happens, and then as she gets sick, he grows apart from her, and then comes back together with her, and then ends up like holding her hand as she dies. And then I they cut all the the build up to that. Okay, out. well the movie was already two and a half hours long, so like you know yeah, you have sure. to make some sacrifices. For it sure. can't be a goddamn could've, nine hour movie. Cut down I mean, it can. The show us it a nine hour movie. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, ambling this hard. Oh my god, <laughs> nine hour amble. So, so how about right when they introduce like the internment camp? It's like, isn't it like eighteen months later or something? He's like, he's like running through oh like, I know like, everyone here. Let's meet the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and he's just like, I never want it to end. Like, like he, I think he specifically says he's like, what? Like what? We're gonna have to leave the camp? I don't want to leave the camp. <laughs> this is home now. I'm, yeah, everything makes charge. sense here. He's just like fucking dropping marbles and shit, and like, ta- oh, I won in a split second. Like, taking oh, no, your marbles, give us our marbles back. Off to the next thing. Yeah. Hey, I'll trade everything you this he does for that. is to trade for something else <laughs> that brings it down the line. You know, he's just like, yeah. like he gets something and then trades that, gets something else, then trades that, and then he like gets the marbles, and then he uses the marbles later to get. Uh, like, well, yeah, it's all the shit he learned from from fucking uh, Malkovich. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it was like how Malkovich immediately when they got on the, the like one of the first things Malkovich does when they get on the truck to go to the internment camp, he sees the doctor with the uh, golf shoes. He's like, uh, "You in the market for a pocket watch?" Like he wants to trade out for the golf shoes, yeah. and then yeah, Bale ends up getting the golf shoes. Well, that's just the barter. Yeah, market. after he tells the Japanese guy like we're all the same, and he breaks the windows to the hospital. Then they give him the, yeah. the shoes. Yeah. yeah. See, that's such a Spielberg thing, and that that works because it's it's quick and it's over and it paid off. 
Okay, so let's talk about the hospital scene because that's how the that's how this entire introduction ends to the internment camp is him going to the doctor and the doctor's just like, Oh my God, Hey, can you do this? Like, can yeah. you do the CPR? Um, which is so crazy. It's such a thing for this movie to just be like super jovial and happy and magical and then fucked up <coughs> or just plain weird and psychopathic. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, Oh, I was feeling really good about this for a while, but I, I mean, I thought it was funny, but I was feeling good about it. And now you made me feel weird. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> so uh, another funny thing, this is the only goof that I could find in this movie is that CPR wasn't developed until 1960. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Hilarious. Fucking idiots. Ha. Ha, ha ha. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. <laughs> That's twenty years off. You should have known that. But it's a, it's whatever. It's honestly another one of my favorite scenes is when he, he's doing it so much, and uh, like he just pumps a little blood into her brain, is what the doctor says, and her eyes yeah. move towards him. She gasps in. It's crazy. <gasps> yeah. And it's like it, I've, I've never seen anything like that in any other movie. So that's why I'll give. You know this movie. It's due respect for what it is. You know. Oh no! no this movie. Uh, it's, this movie that, is a series of epic sequences that add up to essentially nothing. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only reason it's not good. But they're all good sequences. Yeah, for sure. If, if that's why I wanted to watch the movie because I saw sequences. I saw little bits, and I was like, "Yes, that looks great." <laughs> I gotta see where this is going. Uh, all the sequences are pretty fucking good sequences 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 it's sequences, sequences. though you can sequence. break this movie down sequence. into sequences um i think that when they leave the internment camp after the well okay we'll get to the 60 savory sequences of the sun ah. <laughs> but when they they leave and they go through the desert or whatever and then they find all of the stuff and it's like a dream sequence almost oh uh, yeah yeah and yeah. in, in like the big stadium yeah, and then she's like plays yeah. the piano, and it goes into Miranda Richardson's death scene, and or whatever. But uh, that whole like part of the movie that it felt like a dream, and I thought it was really like cool. Like yeah. it was a really good sequence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hate to use that term. It, now. It's, <laughs> it is it is cool, but it's also like I don't know. I feel like there's so many parts of this movie that it leads you down a road that you already kind of know isn't going to pay off. And about an hour and a half in, I stop caring about some of the scenes. <laughs> and like, <laughs> as I'm watching them, I'm just like, this is as magical as the last scene in the last half hour that I really liked, but it's not doing it for me anymore. That's, that's <laughs> I was 100% there on that. Yeah. On the, uh, finding all the shit scene on the chandeliers and the, yeah, the death sequence there. I was like, eh, I, I get it. Yeah. yeah I get yeah. it. It just kind of yeah. keeps on handing you shit and you're like, okay, I, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. Okay. Yeah. I get okay. It. I yeah. Get it. I got that. I got that. Yep. I'm, yeah. I'm holding them all. I'm holding them all. Uh, one more. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take, yeah. I put it just right <laughs> on top. Yep. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, I, I don't think I can hold all these things anymore. We're like, well, we got more stuff for you. And I'm just like, <laughs> well, I'm going to walk away <laughs> and I'm going to start putting these things down. I, um, 
<laughs> I agree with that. I mean, that's how I felt the whole time. Um, the last part I remember caring about was when he's sneaking out through the gate or through the under the barbed wire. Yeah, and, and, and they're and all like, betting on him. And yeah, and everyone's betting on him. I was like, this is so fun. That was awesome. And this is really fucked up, but it's it, it was like it was awesome. And then it ended the way that it ended, and that's when I stopped giving a shit. <laughs> when he and was I just like, really ha ha, wink. Yeah, he, he like sees the shoes, he goes out, yeah. And then that kid, yeah, the kid's just like, ha ha, I got you. And I'm like, Ugh. And then he comes back in <laughs> and he doesn't have any, th- he, he didn't get anything. He just yeah. comes back. Like, yeah. there was a purpose to his mission. And yeah, he was just, supposed to go catch pheasants. Yeah. But no, nothing. Yeah. And I, I was like, it turned no into something off. completely different. They're tr- but they're yeah. treating him like a fucking hero when he comes back in. Yeah, and he gets to stay with the Americans, but he didn't do anything. He didn't accomplish yeah. a damn thing. He just survived. And that's yeah. kind of the fucking movie. That's kind of American. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's American. But uh, I don't know. It was just very strange at the end of that. I was like, I was really into it. And then I was just. Yeah, you know, and I also, was giving he, it one more chance. Also, the Japanese it. soldier was right fucking above him. And, yeah, that, and that you whole know the, the whole camera shot. Roger Ebert in his review talks about that camera shot, and it's just like, uh, like with a trick to the audience, just from this single camera like upshot, like it, it's like seemingly you know kind of a little trickery, like oh he doesn't see him, but like from any other perspective, you just be like oh there you are, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it's just like kind of bullshit that it didn't. And also the mines thing, like the I was like, oh man, I hope there's fucking mines there. Never like when yeah. I saw when I saw that it was that close to the uh, airfield, I was like, okay, well there's not gonna be mines there now. Yeah, <laughs> he's so close to the airfield. Yeah, yeah, it di- it didn't make any real sense. And obviously the Japanese soldier wouldn't just be like, yeah, he. Well, I didn't know there out. was mines. There. No, no, the mi- the mines thing was like a forty-five second bit. Like it was just like in and out real quick. It was like, oh, uh, bet there's mines. Bet there. I aren't. latched oh, onto the mines. I latched yeah. onto them hard. I was like, yeah, I was let's like, get oh, some mines. mines. It's gonna make <laughs> just it, just all of a sudden whole... Christian's heads, Christian Bale's head explodes. Just no, like he goes right over. <laughs> <laughs> End of the movie credits. Yeah, that that's something William Friedkin would pull and fucking like sorcerer or something like that. But um, like that's the whole Hitchcock thing. They like established that there might be mines out there, and then you're like, oh, it's like the it's the bomb under the table that no one knows about that he always talks about. It like like that's the what defines like suspense. The audience knows it's there, but the characters yeah. don't. And mm-hmm. he's like starting to set that up, and then just does nothing with it. Yeah, it's, it's and it's a- like. Could have been it's even more bummer. suspenseful, where you're like the audience. Yeah. We know that there's mines in there. Yeah, and and like the, this whole like going back and there, uh, that was actually a pretty great part. But like uh, when he's going back to them and they're all like, "You're an American now," and like right after that, he's like, "Hey, what's up, man?" Like <laughs> to that guy, what's his name, Joey or something? Joe yeah, no, I, th- I no, thought what's that his was name in the movie funny, though. I don't He's, that was fantastic. He's just doing like Frank. a lot, like a New Frank. York accent. Like, yo, what's up, Frank? Frank. And Frank's just like, fuck you, man. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking John Malkovich is wearing like a mesh shirt. <laughs> and you're like, where the fuck did you get that? Yeah. This the mesh like shirt with the white 1940s. Laser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they weren't even eating like very well. 
they had uh, almost no food, but yeah, he somehow potato found, a day. <laughs> he, he somehow found the most stylish white blazer suit with mesh matching top that anyone's ever found in the history. Of the Violins and chess sets and shit. Yeah. So like, and was mesh even a style back then? No, I don't think so. This just was- like as camouflage on top of like fucking tanks and shit, you know. You know <laughs> like throwing the like it was wartime. It wasn't white mesh. Yeah. Like people weren't wearing white mesh t shirts. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. I was saying like just yeah, that material was purely just like that was a utilitarian material at the time. Like it yeah. wasn't like yeah. Clothing. So like I don't think yeah. people so, had like I'm sure there's other parts before this, but the raid on the American clan that like they have there as well, like where he comes in and like beats up John John Malkovich, the Japanese soldier, and like you know, kicks the shit out of him, out of him, and he's like, "Hey, Christian Bale, uh, all my shit's in charge of you. Keep my shit." But then they just sell all of his shit off, or like, well, know, the, people just take it, obviously. Well, no, no, yeah, he's like, he's in the hospital, and he's just like, "Wait a second, Jim, I told you to watch my shit. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't you watching my shit?" And he's just like, "They're they're all they're bigger all bigger than, than me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. But when he gets no, back, his room is still there, and all I could think about. Was that I wish that there was just a guy who would come in and be like, oh, you're back. And like, he just like has his mesh shirt on. <laughs> like, that's what I wanted so bad. <laughs> I just wanted Finn Silver walk in with the mesh shirt and the blazer and be like, oh, hey, it's good to see you. That'd <laughs> <laughs> oh, be so good. <laughs> I also want to know that Ben Stiller's character's name was Dainty. Yes. <laughs> he's like a he's like one of the sucking seven dwarfs or something. The sucking seven yeah. dwarfs. Sucking seven dwarfs. What, what kind of porno have you been watching? <laughs> Not the fun one. That's another reason I was looking for it's him as a porno. child as well. Uh, because like I had seen I had seen on Google or whatever his name was Dainty. I was like, oh, he's gonna be like the little frail boy in camp. Exactly. And then yeah, and no, nope, no, nope. he's just like the asshole, like, yeah, he's the teenager, or whatever. <laughs> teenager. He's the asshole Italian guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, isn't that like, what was the, the, I literally wrote down in my notes, choir boy comes back, like, because he starts singing again. Oh, yeah. And I said, what does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I like halfway through this movie, like even a quarter. I don't know. So many times, I've just, I was just like, "What the fuck does this mean? Am I too dumb?" But, I don't know. I will tell I you. Know, I will I tell I'm you. Not. It goes from him singing that song to the Japanese, and right when the Americans start bombing or whoever it is that start bombing, he's on top of the fucking building. Yes. And there is no transition from it's, him being it, in front of the not? gate. In on top of the building. No. He just like is there. And the next time you what? see him. Yeah. It, it's, it, it makes no fucking sense. It's also crazy that it goes from him singing to just that plane exploding oh. as well. That's what, It was one beat off from being hilarious. No, no, no. It, no, it was one beat off from being dramatic. It yeah. was absolutely hilarious. Because it literally yeah. it it literally was timed with the music. And it should have been silent for a it, second. It You're should right. have it been should a have held, silent for then, a second longer. And then it would have been like, oh shit. 
but it was just like dun dun <laughs> like you're just like hilarious like I, that's so funny so many parts of this movie felt like a monty python sketch exactly that's like exactly so what it felt like parts the beginning felt like monty python right when that guy started talking the very beginning reading the monologue i was like this is monty python this is this is the setup for one of the like most ridiculous jokes yeah I, I'm just waiting for Graham Chapman to come out and be like, too silly. Yeah, too like, silly. like they would just keep on reading. Like yeah. it would just go it just on for keeps too long. Going. Yeah. <laughs> for two and a half hours. <laughs> Good fucking God. Yeah, and then he's on top of that building and he's like, oh my fucking God, look at all this. It's, it's a like piece of the sky. It's the, the Cadillac of the sky. Of the sky. <laughs> They're like, kid, you yeah. gotta get out of here. And now he's Japanese, all fucking, whoa, yeah. Whoa, now he's pro. And well, no, now he's all for the Americans and everything because he's like they got these cool planes. Oh yeah, true. But he's—I feel like he's what just a fair he, weather citizen. He doesn't even care. That's like, what I'm saying. Wants, he was like, a fucking hanger whore, just yeah. a hanger whore, dude. He just like good airplanes. Like a lot lizard, he's a—he's just a fucking hanger whore. Just open hole for all them pilots. <laughs> yeah. It, well, oh my god. <laughs> That's so when he down. when he's. <laughs> <laughs> When he's on top of the building and he's talking, it was the doctor that's up there with him trying to get him down. Yeah, yeah. yeah the doctor like goes up there. And yeah, and, and he's like talking about, oh my god, it's just so amazing. They're on the runway, and one day we'll be a part of the runway. <laughs> like, no, 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 he was he was saying um, all the people that died. Like, we could have been the people that died if we had died. We would be part of the runway. Yeah, it's he's our he's runway. literally talking about not even like if we would have died. He's talking about like. We could die and become part of the runway. Wouldn't that be so cool? Like, he's like, are you sure? I don't think he was saying, I think he was just saying, like, uh, it's, there was so little difference between them and the people that had died, like, trying to build the runway or the people that died, like, up until now, they just got buried in the runway. Um, okay. I don't think he was saying that like they, he was going to become part of the runway. Like when he died, I think, Oh no, no, no. He wasn't saying that, but he was like wishful thinking it. (laughs) It was either way, either from, from my perspective and your perspective, the, the same, uh, logic is still there that he glorifies being part of the runway. (laughs) And dying on the runway and being a part of the runway so that the planes can run over his face. <laughs> and he can go, thank you, plane. Thank Dude, you. Dude, he really, really <laughs> thank the planes. Thank you, plane. You act up my can team. I have another? Sir, can I have another? And he's just in a gimp suit on the runway. <laughs> it's a little on the twist. Run his face over. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I, I don't remember a lot of things, honestly, after that. We I remember about most of it now. I remember him talking about him not being able to remember his parents and that I'm being, I was like, oh, shit, that's pretty crazy. And then literally yeah. when he saw his parents at the end of the film, he, he's literally just blankly staring, like, ahead, and his mom has to be like, hey, what's up? And he's just like, uh, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, but then he's, but then he's like feeling on her and he's like feeling her face and everything and like making sure he's like, is it really fucking you? And the dad just like, doesn't he care. Had this look. Of, yeah. He just had this look about him that he was like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Like your kid was just in a fucking, 
internment camp by himself for fucking months and months and months. Of course he's going to be like fucking if, traumatized as shit. If not years. Yeah, he's like the yeah. Alec Baldwin of Spielberg movies. Yeah. <laughs> what a piece of shit. <laughs> it's like Michael Jackson's dad. What about the fucking uh, like H-bomb scene where he thinks it's Mrs. Oh. Victor's fucking spirit? Oh, my God. That was That crazy. was fuck. I was like, oh, that's wow. So well, that's very symbolic and crazy. And then it's a literal H-bomb. And I was like, oh, God damn it, yeah. Spielberg. What are you doing? <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> like, what? what? He makes that it. The- Way too sentimental. He makes it beautiful as hell. Oh my god! Yeah, danger zone. Danger zone. Oof. It's like, oh god damn it! <laughs> I thought I thought that was her going to heaven. No, that was just thousands of others going to heaven. He's he's making war Tens much of much much yeah. too beautiful. Like it's yeah. just like man, you gotta pull it back. You gotta give us something real. Yeah, yeah. that's not real though. Like holy shit. Mm-hmm. Too beautiful. I'm sorry. That was a moment of silence <laughs> for all those who died in Nagasaki and Hiroshima. <laughs> that was fucking that's fucking insane. I couldn't um, believe when that happened. That was... When he describes uh, the atomic bomb like God taking a photograph, that's beautiful. I I think that's something. All these like references back to God. I th- I think that is something we didn't necessarily necessarily need the other scene. Okay, so there, <laughs> like, to... there's no reason like. Okay, go watch Hiroshima Monomore if you want your romanticism about the nuclear bomb as well as like a like an accurate and realistic portrayal of like the psychological damage that it causes to a community. There's a movie that's done that. It did it well. Mm-hmm. It's it's fucking gorgeous. Oh, it's sh- not this one. It's, it's not this not movie. Not this one. I don't know why Spielberg <laughs> he he replicated a couple shots from that movie in those sequences. And it's like, why did you do that? You've obviously seen the film, and it that film is delicate and handles it well. And your film just like stomped through it like a stupid American. <laughs> like, Isn't it? Well, pretty? just an uncon- <laughs> uncontrollable um, emotional human <laughs> trying, like, American trying to make something. I don't know. It's very strange. Like, and I I respect Spielberg a lot. Like he's done things that I really really connect but that, with. But that was problematic as fuck. That's that the most was problematic in, thing in the whole. That was so crazy. I <laughs> immediately we just like looked at each other like, "Real? Are you fuck? What? Are you fucking serious?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that being said, well done sequence cinematography wise. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a lot of the. It was very pretty. That's yeah, a lot of the fucking. But like, it pretty. shouldn't be. But it like it shouldn't be, bro. Yeah. <laughs> If you're going to make something look that beautiful, you need to make it like tonally more accurate. <laughs> well, see, it took me a second, too, because I, I literally portrayed it in my mind as like how uh, Jim thought it was. How it was yeah, like yeah. Miss, Mrs. Victor's spirit leaving her body, which is was beautiful. Seeing it in that it's like light. magical. And yeah, then yeah. one and then second hit- later... You're like, oh, Ooh. wait. Yeah. You're like, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. Oh, God damn it. So, <sighs> I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we've sufficiently talked about 
We didn't talk about the party ball that comes through the ceiling and all the fucking goodies come out of it. It's like the party <laughs> ball from Super Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the supply drops, the, the ration drops and shit. I was like, party ball that comes. I did not. I, I, maybe I fell asleep because I don't remember a disco. <laughs> like, what? Party ball. Right, yeah. Rations. And they start dropping those and he's just like eating the spam and shit. Mm-hmm. And just drinking the condensed milk, just guzzling it. Yeah, exactly. And it like they had like streamers and confetti come out in one of the shots, yeah. and I was like, "That's that's too happy. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> not real." <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying, dude. It's just like way too much nostalgia, and just like, get 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 get. Is it more fun? <laughs> like what? Is it? Is it? Now? I don't think it is. That's not what the deer hunter says. No. <laughs> um. Uh, but I think we okay. Now we've talked about that. I think we've talked about the film enough to talk about like how these themes tie into, or don't like, tie in, or, or or yeah, specifically don't tie in to the coming of age themes that we talked about in the last episode about eighth grade, where we talked about how that movie kind of subverted different aspects of it by like changing the gender of the main character and making the ultimate message be a it, she does gain maturity but uh the ultimate message being that like you don't need to grow up too fast which yeah. just kind of yeah. be yourself and yeah and so like a lot find like, yourself a traditional coming of age film which would be like the sandlot or stand by me is like there has to be some major growth where they actually have like exited a part of their lives instead of like learning to appreciate that the moment for what it is yeah so talk still about acceptance that. yeah is, still, is generally the you know yeah the theme of it so this movie it it it, it focuses on a on a male child in the right age group in that way yes and that's a, and that's film. about it and that's it <laughs> growth and the, it, is a is not a concept in this it say. proves that even the emotionally and mentally deranged can get by you can yeah. you can get a job S- succeed be leaders, be the head of the pack, but be <laughs> crazy as fuck and not have learned anything. Like he doesn't actually learn to appreciate like va- the value of life. He doesn't grow out of any of his past desires. And by the end of the movie, he doesn't remember what his parents look like. He's suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. He's seen multiple people be killed. And he's a shell of a human being at the age of, like, 14 by the end of the movie. Yeah. And even, like, his obsessions and his concepts of life, they don't shift or change or develop. And, like, that's, like, the main thing with coming of age. It has to develop and grow or at least, like, change. (laughs) Like, yeah, even, like, his principles don't really change besides the him, his mental status just well his well his, his his childlike obsession yeah doesn't mature at all like the way he loses his mom is because he's fucking he drops his airplane and he goes and grabs his airplane and like that's how he loses his mom in the crowd and then when all these fucking planes are zooming by and bombing everything he's just like oh let me go to the top of this fucking platform and just check it out let me go yeah, look at it it's that's like, very dude close that to is the... not the priority right now like you yeah. should not fuck those airplanes it's don't like go get your model plane don't <laughs> yeah. fucking yeah he didn't grow just, at all he didn't learn anything he just got even more enthusiastic 
about yeah. what caused him to be separated from his family for years, as far as we know. Yeah, uh, like I, I find the film problematic in in terms of classifying it as a coming of age movie, mm-hmm. despite the fact that it's somehow classified as a classic coming of age movie. It's funny, like yeah. I, I, I picked this movie and I wanted to watch this movie so bad because I was just like, I saw clips from this from this movie and I was just like, this movie is probably incredible and probably has such a great build to it. Because in clip form, it does. It looks. It really looks like that in clip form. In clip form, like we were saying, sequences. Yeah, and you're like, and you're like, Empire of the Sun, Spielberg movie. Okay, it's it's got to be fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, kidding me? Spielberg doesn't look at everything. Look at everything about this film. It just points to fucking great film, except that you haven't heard that much about it. (laughs) <laughs> and then you, and then you kind of you just kind of see why after you watch it yeah because it's it's just a it's a collection it's a series of of moments that don't really add up to anything and there is no there's no story being told in the sense that uh uh there's growth in character from yeah no lesson end. learned like mm-hmm. There, he doesn't cross the threshold and confront confront these these demons and like challenge the gods and do all this stuff that like you know quote unquote like is like the essence of a story like this and then come back bearing some kind of like new insight or yeah. being like changed in some way he, none of that happens just from any like perspective of any genre it's just <laughs> it doesn't yeah. really work and I'm not saying that like. <laughs> those things have to happen to be a good movie or be a good story. But this movie is definitely trying to be this like Joseph Campbell esque like hero's journey, this child coming to terms with life kind of movie. And it just, isn't that. Yeah. He's just coming. Is it even, that's not good. If it's, if you think it's like really trying to be, because it's just like, that's not hard to, it's like a plug and play. Like (laughs) the hero's journey is a fucking plug and play. It's like, dude, what, what? He didn't do any of that. I think he was. He didn't do any of it. I think he was trying to experiment, like we said, like earlier on. Like it, it's just Spielberg just laying Spielberg out and being like, "Yeah, yeah I feel this. Don't you feel this? I feel this. Don't you feel this?" And he's not thinking about. <laughs> and that. we're like, "No, dude. No, we no. don't. No, we don't. I mean, we. That's weird. We feel it from scene to scene, but like it doesn't add up to anything. We don't. They don't. We don't understand where you're coming from yeah. here." It's yeah. like Steven Spielberg got naked and just like spread eagle on the on the bed. And he's like, "Come, come play with me." So you're like, up, "Stick that Sp- up there, Spielberg." I I can't look at you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of feel dirty. You just like look away at the end. Yeah, you're just like, "I, I gotta leave." I'll come back in a couple weeks. You'll be okay. It's gonna be fine. Oh God, I can't look you in the eye. And you walk away. And then he made Schindler's List, and then he's just like, oh, my God, he's the greatest human on Earth. Like, that would be amazing. <laughs> it, is, it is amazing. I haven't seen it in a while. I should watch it. Um, oh, it's That's a commitment, man. Because he took the extra hour and a half to establish everything. I was like, I mean, the movie's almost four hours long. It's, in, it's incredible, though. It's so incredible. And the symbolism actually makes sense. Well, everything makes <laughs> sense. There's a through line. It's consistent. 
it doesn't have like Spielbergian moments when there shouldn't be Spielbergian moments. Yeah, right. There's no problematic like, oh, that's an H bomb and thousands of people died, but we're gonna listen to it with John Williams playing. Yeah. Just E.T. flies through the fucking Pika like the fucking world shit. <laughs> Aliens are real. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, t- ah, God damn it. Well, we've thoroughly g- given an accurate description of how we feel about this movie yeah. and what Spielberg does, for we've, sure. We've talked about a considerable amount of it, and that's saying something because this movie's two hours and 37 minutes long. <laughs> So, um, of a lot of different bits, of a yeah. lot of different bits, Ske- we missed some sketches. I'm sure. Oh, we missed, but, I think we missed a lot. I think this movie was probably five hours long. Yeah. We, <laughs> like, we got to cut it. it, we got to cut it down a little, just, just shave off a little bit. <laughs> this is an uh, we're editorializing at our own will, so fuck you if you don't agree with that because that's what's <laughs> happening right now. I wonder what happened on set, honestly. Like, I really want to know. Because I know I, that I, I, Ben Stiller said that he conceived the idea for Tropic Thunder on set and started writing the script. Oh, my God. For Tropic what? Thunder. What? On set of this movie. That's interesting. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's it's, very interesting. It's a cool little trivia. It's like, what, how often was he on set that, and he wasn't shown? Like, how many, how, many, how many of his parts got cut as well? I bet a bunch. Yeah, I bet yeah. a bunch. Yeah, because there was very little of him in there, and I feel like, yeah, they probably shot a lot more. I just wonder if Steven Spielberg and Christian Bale, like, really got it off together, too, as just two, like, ego maniac. Like, well, like, more like from Christian Bale's perspective, like, he's just being, like, an ego maniacal little actor boy. And, like, oh, yeah, this is my big break. I'm going to fucking do <gasps> Let me hold my breath. And then Steven Spielberg's like, oh, man, this kid's giving me everything I need. Yes, all right, let's just keep on shooting. <laughs> and then he's just like, another take, Mr. Spielberg. I got you. Just give me two minutes. <gasps> and Spielberg's like, man, this kid's great. I'll be and back in two minutes. <gasps> See you in two minutes. See you in two minutes. <laughs> I feel like they were just bouncing off the fucking walls and everyone's like, oh my God. <laughs> Spielberg's just having the best time. He's just like, yeah, this kid just jazzes me up, man. <laughs> Spielberg was Do you have a slumber party? I'll ask my mom. <laughs> have you ever seen my movie Duel? I know it's rated R, but you have to watch it, Christian. You're going to love it. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> that was, it was an experience watching it. I enjoyed yes. watching it for sure. I'm glad I saw it. Honestly, I'm glad I saw it. It's like one of those that you can just like kind of put a check, check. Mark next to. Yep. And you're like, I've seen it. Uh, I, like parts of it, I I find uh, it's int- well executed. It is. It is glad I have it in my brain cells. But it is uh, very interesting to talk about. I will yeah. say that much. I was excited to talk about it. Because of how much I had to say about it. Like, I was just like, there's a lot to say about this movie. Yeah. I mean, I think the most, like, I think the problematic movies have more, you have more, we have more to say about them, especially well made ones like this, where it's just like, oh my God, I can see what you were trying to do. But you did not do it. <laughs> it did not yeah, happen. And, and, and so it was easier. It's easier to grasp as well in that aspect, you know, just to be like, okay, I know exactly what you were doing. 
uh, are trying to do. And I, I got it. I'm going to, I'm going to, now I'm going to explain why it's wrong. Cause I know, <laughs> I feel like I know. Yeah. <laughs> but like, with I, like well-made artistic movies, you're like, wow, that movie is so great. Okay. I, I'm going to talk about it, but I need to go back. The, <laughs> I need to go watch it again. The most well-made movies I can't really explain. You know what I mean? Like I, we yeah. can talk about them, but like there's an aspect of it that you can't even convey with words. You kind of just like they, it res, like it rests residually inside of you. And, you like, and then on the other side of that, there's if the movie is s- the worst possible movie you've ever seen, you can't say that much about it. Like nothing but trouble. Yeah, like there yeah. was not you. There, like, Whoa, which we said say, we were going like, to talk about. There's a lot <laughs> to say about nothing episode. but trouble. Honestly, there's so much to say. But it's just I mean, all like it's it's all like it, that's a bad decision. That's a bad decision. But, that was no, a bad but it's decision. but it's. But it's all stuff that like I don't I don't think I can even accurately describe like I yeah. I would need somebody to watch it for like I could talk about it with somebody else who's seen it but like I couldn't talk if you haven't seen it. like I can't even I can't even approach because it's just like so no dude this, yeah. it's like so sad for Dan Aykroyd is what it is you would is. just have to do it like really fucking is. like commentary on it like while the movie's playing yeah it, it's, it's definitely so like so fucking it it's would, like a mystery science there's too much. Movie. There's, there's yeah. too much, but there's, I, there's not enough at the same time. Yeah, yeah it's there's very so much strange. It's like little yeah. things. It's like little things. Like, oh, okay, well, that line, we can talk about that for a while. <laughs> but like, yeah, <laughs> yeah but then it's just like, like fucking. Uh, oh my god, I like nothing but trouble. Is so hard to talk about. You're right. It's so just hard misogynistic to talk about. fucking <laughs> so, things coming out of. Because uh, it's just where to start. Oh, what's his where face do you start? Yeah, like who's, how, who's the, how old who's the main like, actor again? Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase is such because, a because on paper. Because on paper it kind of sounds fun. Like on paper, it, it sounds if you just describe the most fun. John Candy, yeah, Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, what is it? Is it Demi Moore? Uh, uh, I think so. No, uh, no, no, no. Is it? No, yes. it's not. No, I don't is know. It? Doesn't matter. I, I think it's, it's uh, Demi Moore. I think um, so. yes. Fucking Tupac's no. in it. Like fucking, what? Yeah, like all... Tupac's first rap recorded ever is in this movie. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was just the first movie he was ever in. It was the first movie he was ever in, but I'm pretty sure it was the first time he was ever like the first time he was recorded. Like, recorded like, and then, like I'm pretty sure it's from this movie. Yeah. What? It's like his oh. first recording as like a lead, which is funny. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so no. Weird. So yeah, on paper it sounds phenomenal, but it just who execution leaves a lot to be desired. Uh yeah. And <laughs> The man executing was Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> yeah. And Literally. Dan Aykroyd as a, uh, He executed his son. Uh, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd's... I do not appreciate <laughs> Dan Aykroyd that much, honestly. I don't know if you guys... I do a, as an actor in certain roles. Like, I think that under the right people... Like, Ivan Reichman under Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd did funny stuff. Mm-hmm. But definitely not in charge. Just yeah, not just not good. Nope. Just not good. I've never appreciated him that much. It was like cone heads, and like then I'm like, uh, cone heads I'm, is funny. I'm out. Um, I I kind of uh, he's fine in Ghostbusters. He's not the standout by any means. Um, but like he's part of that, and like I I can't replace him in my mind. I can't even. Yeah. I can't even say like. See, I have the worst thing to say right now 
and it's gonna be that I don't care for Ghostbusters at all. Uh, well, we're ending the podcast now forever. It's never going to be done yeah. again. Mark it. Mark it like, where the, the, the entire podcast ended. That's it. That's forever. I, yeah, I'm sorry. Really, like, I watched those movies so much when I was a kid, and I was just like, I don't I don't know why this is good. You don't know why? Don't know. I, I don't didn't. know why? It just all washed over me and i said i don't care we're having a come to jesus meeting after this podcast <laughs> so i don't like i know i know it's so like it's it's not even controversial it's just wrong <laughs> it's not like oh shit i know it's an opinion but i said also, and i know what? it's mine but it's also wrong <laughs> like like i just can't enjoy it <laughs> there's something wrong with me you can't enjoy it i can't Sigourney enjoy- weaver <laughs> I can't you spent like six months at the psychiatrist just to eventually let out like I don't I don't like Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's when they like, when they we, when they made we an, need to stop these sessions. When they made another one with women, I exactly. was like, and everyone's like, that one's gonna be bad. I was like, yeah, it's <laughs> like cool. But that one now was everyone bad. will know that one, that one <laughs> was kidding, bad because Paul Feig <clears throat> is a bad director. Paul Feige is. Every every hey, time hey, I hey. see him now, I think of Ghostbusters, and I go, God damn it. This guy <laughs> sucks. So you don't even like the original Ghostbusters, and you agree that the, the Paul Fake Ghostbusters ruined it? Oh, of course. Okay. I, mean, I, it. I, I can understand. It didn't ruin the original. I can understand. Yeah, it didn't ruin the originals, but it's like, why did you do that? <laughs> um, I, I forever will love the Ghostbusters one. Yeah. And two. Okay. See the thing about the Zool. the the Zool. new Ghostbusters. I am the gatekeeper. Are you the key master? I feel I like am the key as master. Are you the gatekeeper? As the internet <laughs> grows and movies like that, uh, you know, like it's like Google. Like is like if you search up Ghostbusters on Google, like the new one might show up now. <laughs> yeah. But in a while, I feel like it's gonna be like okay. There's a lot of fucking movies and remakes that have been made, and they're all just going to kind of slide to the underside of the internet world. And in, you know, fucking 100 years when some kid's, like, fucking surfing the net on his jet ski, and he's just like, (laughs) dude, where's Ghostbusters? He's not even going to fucking find (laughs) the fucking 2017 version. Like, it's going to be so back cataloged. (laughs) Yeah, it, won't, it almost won't exist. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I would bet money in the next 50 years someone remakes it again with all women and it's actually really good. Yeah. You know what? We're going to do this again with all robots. It's sex robots. <laughs> with all no, hooker it's, robots. It's just all non-binary. Everybody's just like, they, they you, they, what, huh? <laughs> I don't identify. Ghostbusters. Every, everybody's non-binary. <laughs> I just don't identify. But that, wait, but... Are you a man or a woman? I'm neither. What's they, happening? they, they. What's happening? They, right it, now? it, ooh. <laughs> I don't mean. Who are you, ga- you going to call? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do I call you? <laughs> Them. <laughs> Sorry for saying you if that was offensive. <laughs> I don't mean to isolate our non binary listeners. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But, but you're weird. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Make me understand. I 
want to I want to I want to learn. Okay. I want to know. Well, we, can you show me? I want to know about <laughs> these strangers like me. Phil. Little Phil for you. Little Phil. <laughs> Little Phil, a little Phil music. We, we, Phil didn't, music. we didn't talk about nothing but trouble at the beginning of the podcast like we promised all of our faithful listeners. But we talked about it at the end after we got yeah. bored of talking about Empire of the Sun. It did get bored of <laughs> talking about that movie. I'm yeah. sorry. Dan, we've been on the phone with you for two hours and 40 minutes. That is officially longer than the film itself. I am yes. tired of Empire of the Sun. It yeah. has worn itself out on me. Yes. And, uh, well... Thanks for listening wait, to wait, the wait, wait, podcast. Wait. Awesome. <laughs> I, le- I, le- I learned a new word today. I learned a new word today. Atomic bomb. It's like when God takes a photograph. Cheese. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and then everybody died. I saw skeletons in the sky. It, they were. Hmm? They covered the sky until it was black. And it, it was, was so beautiful. <laughs> All right, weirdo. Fucking go find your parents. I I don't know what they look like anymore. I don't remember what my mama or papa looked like. I think Liam Neeson could have been a good role model in this film. If he was in the film, like he could have fucking been the guy in the... Well, I literally just said that because subconsciously I was thinking about... I didn't realize why I was saying that in the middle of it, but I was like... (laughs) Just throw some Liam Neeson in here. You can be a Qui Gon Jinn to Christian Bale. Also, I when Christian Bale climbs in the cockpit of the airplane, uh, I immediately thought of, oh, okay, we're gonna do some fucking foreshadowing for episode one, (laughs) like some fucking (laughs) Naboo pilot shit. Like, all Uh, right, I'm uh, Anakin. What's up, guys? What's a cool trick? (laughs) I'll try spinning. Liam Neeson just steps out and goes, hello, son. You look like you know what you're doing. How would you like to join? Looks like you've Jedi. been blood doping on your metachlorian count. <laughs> credits. We don't accept the credits here. See, my name is Oscar Schindler, and I am here because there seems to be labor disputes in the workforce. I would like to them to come and work for me. <laughs> what accent? Me, Hakatuka, Makamu now. Kalamani Matafa. We got to do episode Sandando. one. Sandas. Yeah, we have to do the. We got to do the fucking. We got to do episode one, two, and three sometime. <laughs> oh, God. <that's- laughs> it's like, no. I'm just kidding. Just we like, we really, we really don't have to. <laughs> no, we absolutely do, but not for a while. Yeah, not not till <laughs> not this year. Not till we're <laughs> okay. And but also, I hope they, I die. Do they have do to that. be their own episode? Like, can we please just can we just do it in one episode? Do we have to do? We don't have to do three episodes. An episode for each one, do we? That sounds like torture. <laughs> that that, that all, sounds all of it sounds like torture. And yeah. there's there's already like, such extensive. Uh, yeah. Things it's on the covered. internet that are so good. We can do we can do a three hour long one episode where we do each episode oh, of Star Wars. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like um, a long. Yeah, it's gonna go. What is, it's gonna go so. Long. What we is it? Red letter media. Did, did you ever see? Uh, I think it's red le- red letter media or something dot com that has like the yeah what, they're, they're uh, the they're the best ones. commentary yeah uh, it's, the full length commentary it's on Mr. Uh, Plinkus. 
Mr. Well, they have commentary, but they also have. I've watched the commentary. It's hilarious. It's amazing. I mean, Dan and I used to watch it in college. That was like part of film school for us, was just like watching Red Letter Media's breakdown of the prequels. Oh, the breakdowns (laughs) are great, but I'm talking about the commentary while you're watching the movie. Oh, no. I was talking about the Mr. Plinkett review where he does like the, he does like beat for beat for the movie. It's like two hours long for each one. They also have Mystery Science Theater 2000 has the commentary for episode. I, I think, I think just phantom menace but maybe maybe the first three but it's fucking hilarious it's so fun. it's it's after mystery science theater that like was like in between being on netflix and stuff and they were called something else i can't remember what it was called but uh it's fantastic anyway anyway let's wrap this shit up all right everyone uh hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast Next week, uh, the next episode is going to be submarine. Submarine. That's gonna submarine. be a fun one. So yeah, that's gonna be a good one, and the next one after that is gonna be a good one too. And it's gonna be probably both of those movies are probably gonna be way better than this one. I think so. They're both <laughs> way more critically acclaimed. <laughs> They're so critically acclaimed. It's well, like, I I'm know so- excited because you've been I, telling me to watch this movie for literally five years. Yeah, so I know uh, Submarine's a good movie. I've seen it very like many times. Richard Iowade is an incredibly talented director. I'm very excited to be able to talk about him and talk about this movie and its influences in one of my favorite uh, movements in film, which is the French New Wave because um, that movie is definitely very much part of that. And then the Arctic Monkey Monkeys did the soundtrack, so that's gonna be fun to get into because they're great. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, just a fun movie. Then I don't know about on my own private Idaho, but everybody says it's great. So it's got Keanu in it, so I'm down. Yeah, I love Keanu. River Phoenix was Keanu. great. Oh, he is great. No, he was. He still exists. He's gonna come back. Never <laughs> mind. In a man's in a once you get the Oculus Pro Plus, he can just come over. (laughs) Yeah, just all get Oculus, uh, and then just have him as a hologram sitting with us. Yeah, you don't see him. He's right there. He's right here. He's right there. He's eating dinner with us, mom. (laughs) What? What? Um, there. His mom, I think, used to live here, or still does live here. She lives in Gainesville. Gainesville. Yeah, they're from there. Yeah, my friend Harmony, like her mom, they're like family friends. Yeah. And I was like, that's cool. Harmony's that's an appropriate cool. name to be friends with that family because she named yeah. everybody something strange. River, <laughs> Joaquin, Summer. She's uh, probably a fucking hippie. Uh, Autumn. <laughs> yeah, they were hippies. Yeah, they were absolutely She's hippies. She's hippie as fuck. Yeah. But they live in Gainesville. Harmony yeah. Seaberg. Last name, Seaberg. Anyway, pretty cool name. Yeah. Move to Gainesville, meet River Phoenix's mother. (laughs) Yeah. It'll be a great time. Come on down. Just go find her at Publix. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Jordan's met her before. Um, I'll Hmm. ask her. I'll ask her for that story and I'll share it with the viewers and the listeners next week. Nobody cares. Anyway, thanks for listening to Coming of Age. You can find us on the Twitter and the Instagram. And, uh, you know, just start searching up random things and you'll find us. Coming of Age is m- mainly the thing. Coming of Age pod. Coming of Age pod underscore on twits. That's how you find us on the twits. 
Just listen to us everywhere and tell us tell us what you think and tell us what you like and tell us what you want to hear. Thank you so much. Thanks everybody. We'll see you Thanks. next week, buddy boy. Bye bye. Fuck you.